Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Dan. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show, episode nineteen. Bunch of wrestling to talk about. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound so down about it, man. Ah, uh, we'll get through it. We'll Got get some good comics it. to talk about too. You know. That's true. That's true. I think I'm going bald. Mm. So I decided to start growing out my hair this past month. You know, I've been shaving my hair like really close mm-hmm. for about ten years. And uh, not all my hair came back. <laughs> so I'm a little... You got like an evil M thing well, going on. Yeah, well, I shaved it again. After I realized <laughs> I'm going bald. So I might go complete... I might decide to shave it all the way like Professor X style ah. this summer. So I might test it out and see like how lumpy my head is. You see, the audience doesn't have to see you, though. I do. <laughs> yes, we'll be fine. I'll be a handsome bald man. Yeah, I'll let you polish my head for me, oh, Christian. Gosh. Oh, yes. See, it's happening. It's happening. I'm lucky where there's no bald gene on either side of my family. Yeah. You've got a nice head. Oh, my hairline's a little I, it's sure No, it's a big forehead. Okay. Are it's you a sure? really big Are you forehead. Sure? You, you should see my mom <laughs> and my grandfather. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So it's truly genetic. Yes. It's okay. annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a little bit of a surprise when I was... <laughs> You know, looking at the back of my head, like, oh, I should go ahead and get, you know, go to the barber and get a haircut, you know. And then I looked at the back there and I was like, oh, wait a second. I'm missing (laughs) something. (laughs) A little spot there. Now you can do all those X Men cosplays with your daughter and your family. We'll see. We'll see if my wife lets me go ahead and go completely (laughs) bald. I don't think it's going to happen. So I just might be stuck with this haircut for the rest of my life. So it hides the gray, too, kind of. So whatever. Being 40 sucks. <laughs> I'll never reach it. <laughs> wow. That's dark. Oh, doubt it. I'll probably be there. Oh, Christian, you're fine. Uh-huh. You'll make it. <laughs> to least 40. Oh. So what the hell else is going on, Christian? Um, going to play a game in October. Oh, yeah? What is that? Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, it's a little cowboy game, right? Yeah, just a, just a little, just a little game. game. I've heard of it. <laughs> I think I've uh, mentioned it to you before. There was a uh, the previous one, Red Dead Redemption One. Yeah, that's Rockstar. Yeah, all Rockstar game. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was kind of a groundbreaking game for its time, where it was an open world that really made you like feel like you're in this world. You're like everything's going on or without you, kind of stuff. And the second one now is taking that to a whole another level. Okay, so this is going to be the second game coming out? That game's been out for a while, though, right? Yeah, oh, Red Dead, the original? Yeah. came out 10 years, 8, um, 10 or 8 years ago? So there's only been one, though. Uh, well, before that, there was a previous game just called Red Dead Revolver. But that was, like, it wasn't tied as much to this. Like, they, like, decided to actually make a story. Whereas the previous one, before that, was just, like, a fun little shoot up game. It had a story, but it wasn't taken seriously or anything like that. Okay. Is this the same game they did, like, a zombie version of it? Yes. Self? Okay. All right, that's cool. I like that, that they just, like, okay. Zombies, what the hell? Yeah, they're a fun studio. Okay. I mean, they're the creators of GTA, so they, they definitely know how to have fun. <laughs> Punching hookers in alleys. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I call fun. They're crazy people. Yes. <laughs> Good times. Um, so you're excited for this game, I take it. Yes, very. Um this is a prequel to the previous game. 
which I, I know how prequels can be and stuff like that, but it's um, it's following the Dutch gang. You get to learn a lot more about what um, is going on during this time period. It's, this time period is where the West is kind of coming to an end. Like the whole wild side of the West is pretty much starting to be civilized and everything, but these gangs have to learn how to deal with that kind of change. Okay. And um, so you're following, so now you'll be following this main gang called um, the Dutch's Gang and stuff like this. And we know what happens to Dutch because of um, the previous game of Red Dead Redemption. And we know what happens to John Marston and all these things. So that's why this is a prequel. Yes. Okay. Because I was going to ask why are they doing a prequel, but mm. that makes sense. Um, is there any like major improvements that they're making? Um, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty much the whole world's going to be living without you. Um, there's a communication uh, system now in it where it'll be you talk to um, civilians and stuff like that going on, and they will either react certain ways, and you can have conversations that can either push them away, and even if you push them away, you can talk them back down. And stuff like that. It's very, very nuanced for it. Because like even other um, major big games, like um, I'm not going to explain the story to Mass Effect, but Mass Effect is um, like you have all these options to talk to people and all these things. But it's it's very one lines, very like it plays into the main story. Whereas this seems like you're just walking around in this world. Okay. This so be... it's like a living, breathing like universe yes. that exists without you. Mm-hmm. Whether you're there or not, it's still going on. Yeah. Okay. And then you, like, so the interactions, will they be different every time? Or are they, like, scripted to a certain point? Like, is it like, okay, well, if I do A, B, and C, I'm going to get this reaction. I know it. Or are you going to get a different reaction every time? Like, is it that, like, to that level yet? I don't know. Okay. I mean, it depends it depends on how they would work that in. Because it could be, like, it saves if it saves every interaction that you have, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how far tech- the like technology of these systems and the memory storage that would take to do that is at the moment. Yeah, that sounds crazy, right? Yeah. Um, so is this so this whole like new kind of like this this level of a like new open world is this totally like innovative for like games in general, or is it more just innovative for this game? It's innovative for this amount of freedom that you have. Okay. Whereas a lot of open world games where they have these kinds of elements, it's still like you're just going through the paces. It's you have to be in this area. You have to be here. This is like you have free range. Do whatever the fuck you want and the world will respond to you. Okay. How do they now do do they find ways to make that worth your while or is just as a hardcore gamer, is it just fun to go and explore? Um... I'm like, will there be, like, little missions or something, like, different things? Like, yeah, like, you like interactions with um, to random get you. NPCs will definitely, like, be rewarding. Like, you'll have rewards for doing that and stuff like okay. that. Previous games uh, of Red Dead have done that. They were, you just run into someone, they're in trouble, you help them. Okay. You get a prize for it. Um, hunting is a huge part of Red Dead Redemption. Um, it was one of my favorite things, just, like, there's an eagle fly by, boom, down. And sell it to someone and get money from it. Um... And Sounds like Oregon trails to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you dive dysentery in this game at all? Uh, no. You watch them cut the, the animals up. Well, that's oh, about okay. it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, but so you're excited? Yeah, I'm extremely excited. Um, I showed you some uh, gameplay footage of it, and it really is. Um, 
it's great. It 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 does look beautiful. I will say that. I mean, it's crazy how mm. far these games have gone now. <laughs> um, what whatever happened with God of War? Oh, I I finished it. Yeah, I was way further than I thought I was. I, I think the main issue was I expected the story to go much further than it did. Because you didn't think at the, when we what was it, like two episodes ago, two yeah. weeks ago. I thought I was only like a third of the way through the game. No, I was like uh, maybe two hours out from the finish. Oh wow! Pretty much okay. of the main storyline. Is that disappointing? It's the game is still really good. Okay. For me, it's like I expected more out of it, but at the same time, I know what they're doing. They're building like a trilogy out of this. It's going to be there's. It was more focused on the son and um, father aspect, and fuck it, I'll spoil whatever the fuck's going on. Cause it's okay. been out for a little while. Yeah, and I don't think on the internet. <laughs> um, Kratos is hiding the fact that his son is also a god. Okay. And that's messing up the son. Like the son doesn't understand what he is, and he's becoming sick because of that. Oh, right. So he has to open up, tell him, and there's this whole dynamic between this other god who's like chasing after you, uh, because Thor isn't happy that um, Thor and Odin like aren't happy that you've entered their world and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So there's this um, this son. What is her name? She's like the main, like uh, one of the main wives of Odin has been hiding in this. Um, not hiding was trapped on Midgard. Uh, they explain the reason why. I'm not going to go into it right now. That's fine. Um, they had a son together, um, and that son could not feel pain. It's almost like um, the Achilles heel kind of character, except for he actually has zero. Like He can't be hurt in any single way, except for by a specific uh, mistletoe weapons, like made out of mistletoe. Okay. So um, he's the one that's hunting you down, and there's this whole dynamic between the witch and her son, that you're playing around with and you and your son and they really get into that kind of family dynamic and it gets uh, the very end you have to kill her son in okay. order to save her and even then she's pissed off at you oh yeah you just you killed, killed her son, her son. Yeah. i understand that. <laughs> that's fair that's so fair it sets up this whole like where's your relationship with your son at the end of this game he understands he understands oh my god there's a point where when so as soon as you tell your son that you're he's a god he gets this whole god fucking complex. Oh, okay. He starts going, well, I don't have the problems of the normal human, so I don't really give a shit about anyone anymore. How old is he supposed to be in the game? He, he's he got to be 10 or 12. Okay. So he He's a little well, shit for a little while in this game. <laughs> really? Okay. And it really, like, it started to get annoying. Well, if you're 12 and you found out you're a god, <laughs> you'd be a little shit too. I was really getting annoyed by him. Like, okay, Kratos, he just said that he doesn't, like, he's just going to kill people now. And they're not going to comment on anything. He, of course, comments on it later, but he's just quiet in the moment. Because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be this stern, hard father. He doesn't want to show his emotions. He's that kind of guy. Okay. So. <laughs> how, overall, like, how would you rank the story? Um, For me, I don't see it as high as everyone else has seen it. It's It was basically, it was a very basic story to me. Was it predictable? I didn't think that there was going to... Well, originally when I thought the game was going to happen, I'm like, oh man, either the son or he is going to die and he's going to flip out. Someone's going to flip out. Mm -hmm. But um, Because when you mentioned it to me, I thought, okay, something's going to happen. He's going to lose his son mm -hmm. or he's going to die and then like the son is going to be taking over or carrying on the legacy. Guess how... Guess how... Guess who his son is? Who's his son? In Norse mythology. Who's his son? 
Loki. Oh, really? That's interesting. So we find out at the very end that his uh, the mom was actually a giant. And giants in this universe aren't actually giant-sized. They're just regular-sized people, but they um, have, like, giant's blood. They have like, they come from a different Their universe. They're giant or something I don't know. weird. <laughs> they, they sound more like they're so he's on the not American side, then. Thor's brother? And no, well, technically, Loki's never really Thor's brother. Well, his, you know, his yeah. stepbrother, if you will. So they they kind of gone away with that because yeah. Thor and Odin are in this game. Mm. Okay, Thor come. Uh, if it's you an interesting choice, yeah, it, it was. Um, they show a little panel where um, Kratos doesn't let his son see, but clearly Kratos is dead, being held by his son at an older age. Like um, uh, they discover um, these paintings on this wall. It kind of tells the story of what their journey was for and why their mom was ashes was being blown off the top of a giant's mountain. Okay. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You say so? Um, Yeah. So, at some point, Kratos is going to die because of his son. Okay. And I don't know where that's going to go. Well, that's Loki, right? Um, This game also opened up... So, is it setting him up as the future villain of these games? It's setting up Ragnarok. Because we know Loki is a main point of why Ragnarok happened. Okay. In, in Norse mythology. Okay. Um, he's basically the bringer of the end. Okay. And um, so that's what this game and this trilogy is all going to be building up to is Ragnarok happening. They talk about Ragnarok so much in this game that that's obviously They're where like, it has hey, to go. assholes, we're doing <laughs> Ragnarok. That's the next game. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You kill both of Thor's sons in this game. Uh, so Thor at the end of this game is pissed off at you. <laughs> Once again, you kill people's kids; they're gonna be mad. Yeah. So yeah, you so kill a lot o- of children. <laughs> overall, where would you rank this game? Out of all the games that they've made, yeah, out of the out of the God of Wars, yeah. I would rank this number two. Okay. Because I really love God of War three. It was just brutal and awesome. All right. This game's really over right now. It's really popular. Right? Yes, it's really popular. Okay. Is this, are people like saying this is the best God of War? Yeah, like, people oh, are saying it's like the greatest God of War that's ever came out. It's because it's got a better story. It's better storytelling. Okay. Definitely. Um, it's taken a lot more seriously this time around rather than it being just an action gore fest in front of you. Yeah. It seems like it's got a huge mm-hmm. story to it. I mean, just you explaining it, there's a lot of like nuances going on there. So, um, yeah. So okay. Okay. But I mean, going first person in God of War three and just beating the hell out of um, Zeus. Okay. Hell, so, so much that's fun. more of your kind of your kind. <laughs> I of was just a, right yeah there. at the time definitely violence for the sake of violence. <laughs> but I'm assuming as this story goes on, it'll be more memorable and more fun. You know? Okay. Just I could tell that this was part one. There'll be a part two and a part three. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's good storytelling, mm-hmm. right? So, um, but yeah. All right. Well, that's Christian's take on God of War. <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but we did. Hey, you asked. I, I did ask. I did ask. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we read some comic books. Oh, no. Wait a second. Yeah. Hold on, <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on. Man. Pump the brakes. This came out today, right? Yeah. Luke Cage, uh, the season two trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. The full trailer. What were your thoughts? I thought it looked really good. I thought it even looked better than the first season. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm, you know, I wasn't super excited for this. Now I'm starting to get like pumped up for it. 
and it's only a month away, a little over a month away. Mm -hmm. So, which I totally forgot about too. (laughs) Uh, You know, we've been kind of stuck in this whole like Avengers, you know, haze, if you will. I'm honestly, I feel kind of good to get past Avengers at the moment. (laughs) Really? I feel like it's just still there too much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still there. I think I'm going to go see the movie again this weekend. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to jump back into the Netflix world. Um, yeah, this seems like, you know, it's going to be a nice, like contained story and everything. Um, they introduced, uh, Bushmaster. I know Um, nothing about Bushmaster. I barely know anything about Bushmaster. (laughs) I mean, he's one of, you know, Cage's like villains from the past i don't know if he's been really used recently um there's multiple i believe i believe it's a, two brothers because there's two bushmasters there's one that's part of like serpents uh the serpent society but that's not this bushmaster okay. this is like the 70s bushmaster who becomes like power something you know power he's basically power like yes he's like a variation of luke cage um so but yeah we get him beating the shit out of Cage, you know, in the middle of the trailer. So, I mean, the trailer's basically set up, like, showing, like, what a rock star Cage has become in Harlem. And then you've got, like, Cage, like, confronting the dude on the street, and yeah, he just, just getting his <laughs> ass whooped by Which him. was even more impactful than, like, when you see the trailer for the Defenders, and they show Iron Fist punching him in the face. It's like, oh, awesome. This yeah. was, like... Oh, wow, someone can actually hurt him. Yes, you know? he gets fucked up. Um, <laughs> yeah, more so than what Iron Fist did to him. Exactly. So um, I was surprised that there was no Iron Fist in this trailer. We know that he's going to be in the show, but... Maybe it's just for show. like an episode or something. Probably. You know, after all the backlash, I'm sure. <laughs> You're like, well, maybe we'll tone that down a little. Um, Misty Knight got a huge role in this trailer mm-hmm. and seems like she's going to be a big part of the story, um, which is cool. Um, uh, looks like, um, what's her name? The, uh, the sister from, uh... Night Nurse? No, 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 no. The sister. Of, uh, Catamouth. Catamouth's sister. Black Mariah? Yes. Mariah Dillard or something? Yes, yes. She's back, too. So it looks like she's gonna end up being really the main villain, I have a feeling. You know, this story. Which makes sense in the way they set it up last season. So, um... You know, which I, I mean, it was a great performance. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, and we definitely are getting some more Night Nurse action. You know, I personally hope that relationship ends this season. I think she might die. This season? I, yeah. I feel like we say that <laughs> every, every like preview for a Netflix show. She's such show. a catalyst for death, though. <laughs> we were predicting that for the Defenders, Defenders right? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. After she didn't die in the Defenders, I don't know if she's gonna die. So I was just happy she didn't show up in uh, Jessica Jones' uh, second season because I feel like she always somehow shows up in every season of the Netflix series. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense for her to be here in this story. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. That whole scene where he's you know coming out of the trailer or wherever, like on fire, fucking badass man. (laughs) And yes. we'll find out what that's for, because he looks like he's filming an ad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's for Heroes for Hire. Oh, that cool. makes sense, right? <laughs> uh, maybe him and Danny start that up. So nice. And Bush, Bushmaster's actually, I think he originally was an Iron Fist villain. And then he kind of like, you know, bled over to Luke Cage. So oh, it kind of okay. makes sense for them to interact um, this season. So, 
We'll see what happens, though. Um, it, it looks definitely promising, though. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't super happy with Jessica Jones. I felt like I was a little let down. Um, you know, not that they owe me anything with Luke Cage. <laughs> like, they have to make it up to me or well, anything like that. Um, but Season one, I mean, it kind of floated between being really great and not being too great. Because of like oh, the pacing and, and stuff like that. It was just kind of... Yes, it was a very uneven yeah. season. So, but that being said, I felt like Luke Cage stole the show in The Defenders. He was my favorite mm. character, you know, of that series, which was a surprise to me. Because um, going into it, he was not my favorite character. Um, I was definitely all on board the Daredevil train. So, and Daredevil ended up annoying the shit out of me during that whole series. So, all eight episodes of that. So, um, now, because of the Defenders, I'm actually really, really stoked for Luke Cage. And see if they kind of, like, work out the kinks with that Mm -hmm. storytelling. Because, yeah, I felt like they really had to stretch the story that first season. Where, you know, once Cottonmouth, you know, spoilers, gets killed... I felt like it kind of started to dwindle yeah. um, story-wise. So we saw Shades again, Shades back, you know, which I think... Uh, no Diamondback, out. though. We know he's still alive in this universe. Was he hauled off to prison, though? I'm not sure. Was now, he might have gone to prison I with think him so. at the time. I think so. So I wouldn't be surprised. I hope they don't bring him back anytime soon, honestly. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Right. Um, I will say that... Uh, Bushmaster looked very much like Diamondback in the recent Bendez yeah. uh, Defenders run, right? Mm. Like, even his look, down to a T, like, in his powers and everything like that, and even the whole storyline of, you know, him just showing up and beating the shit out of the Defenders, mm. like, that felt very much like what was going on here, to the point where I almost I was like, oh, is this Diamondback? And I was like, wait, no, they did Diamondback already. That it would make no sense whatsoever. So that's kind of... I mean, it could be what they want to do is, like, they're using the name of Bushmaster just to kind of... I could see them totally taking elements mm-hmm. of both Diamondback and whoever the Bushmaster is yeah. into yeah. play. Because I was not a huge fan of uh, the way they used Diamondback yeah. the first season. I just felt like they just kind of crammed him in there. You know? he oh, here's his best friend who's really his brother. Like, I was mm. like what? What is this? <laughs> um, just felt very lazy. Um, and like they needed to throw in some layer to that relationship that didn't need to be there. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted more Cottonmouth. I really enjoyed that character. <laughs> he, I don't know. Maybe it was booked for a movie or what. But yeah, an Oscar-winning uh, actor, right? <laughs> exactly. He won the Oscar that year. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's the last time you'll see him in a Netflix show, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to be making some serious bank now. So who knows? Maybe we'll see um, Luke Cage be brought up to the Avengers at some point. <laughs> Dare to dream, my friend. Do you think Groot playing the Defender game? Do you feel like that was a little like shout out to the Defenders? Probably. If, I, I'm sorry. I'm just talking Infinity Wars. <laughs> <laughs> It's pro- probably. Do you think so? Okay. Like, I think it was a twofer because it was uh, there was something else. About they were it saying as well. that the game's storyline, you know, was very similar to what actually happens in Infinity okay. War. Um, but then, I, like, I, I watched one of those YouTube, you know, Easter egg, mm-hmm. you know, shows. But then I was like, yeah, but the game's called Defender, Defender so yeah. you're not going to tie that into. It was probably be clever. Yeah. 
I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they're saying that there's some little, like, you know, four-bit video game. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to the MCU, I don't know. So, they did, uh, Foggy said that he did consider it for a little bit, though. Bringing mm. in the uh, Defenders. So, bringing some, like, the TV universe. There was, like, a little article out there floating around that he did think about. Or the Russos actually thought about it. And maybe Foggy said no. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. I would love it, but I doubt it. Mm. They haven't done it yet, you know. Maybe maybe during the next big Avengers. Phase or Phase 4, maybe yeah. you get something. I doubt it. Especially after the Defenders just flopped. Because <laughs> that's pretty much... I Can you believe that that was like the lowest rated Netflix, Marvel Netflix show? It just, it came at the wrong time. It just felt like everything was leading to it. It felt like it was there, like, you know, Avengers. Yes, but Iron Fist shit the bed. Because of that lead-in. Yeah. And then most of that show is about fucking Iron Fist. Yeah, it's... but you didn't know that, like, you know, in the beginning of I know. the series. I don't know. It, it was a I'm just risk. surprised. I mean, they that. shot that right after Iron Fist. Like, it was back-to-back. So. I don't know how those movies, uh, or how those series rank. I don't know if. Is is Luke? Because I know Luke Cage like crashed the server, mm-hmm. the first season. So I don't know if that was their most popular series, or if it's still Daredevil. The uh, first I'd season. Have to look it up, I'm yeah, sure. I'm gonna have to look. And I don't even know. It's weird how they do their like ratings. Netflix. It's like mm-hmm. you get whatever they tell you. You know, they don't tell you the exact numbers. So I don't know like what the systems in place for that. They have an algorithm. Man. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you're basically believing wherever they tell you. Mm. So as long as they keep on making it, you know that it's doing well, <laughs> yes. right? So, all right, now we can move on to comics, yes. right? Uh, we had a big book come out. Yes, uh, Avengers number one mm. of 2018. Fresh start? Fresh start. Fresh start. Did it feel like a fresh start to you? Uh, I mean, yes and no. Okay. I mean, if for me, God, book was a bit campy to me. Okay, well, let's read the little blurb. Yes. Okay. Thor, Odin's son, Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, the big three of the Avengers are reunited at last, and just in time to save the world from total annihilation at the hands of their most powerful enemies yet, the 2,000-foot-tall space gods known as the Celestials. Behold, the coming of the final host, who will answer the call to assemble for a wild new era of Earth's mightiest heroes. Hint, one of them has a flaming skull for a head. And what a strange world-shaking connection exists between the final host and Odin's ancient band of prehistoric Avengers. I enjoyed it um, just because... I enjoyed it because it, it, it kind of filled in what we were missing mm. after the whole legacy book. Like, this would have made more sense to come out, like, the next month, like, Legacy dropped. Um, it was Legacy, right? Yeah. What's the name of the book? I always get them to make... No, wait. Was it Legacy? <sighs> Marvel. Because <laughs> I know Legacy was the, the brand for fucking the time that came after it. But was that the name of the book? Oh, Marvel Legacy 1. You show me. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the name. Yeah. Um. All right, so you're gonna have to edit this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is what I do. I go searching for stuff and then I get off my page and I can't figure out where we're at. So I enjoyed it because it kind of filled in the blanks for, you know, or, you know, got us back up to speed to what was going on after Legacy. Because that's been kind of my issue with Marvel Mm -hmm. right now. They introduce these cool concepts and then we're kind of just like wait, like left waiting to see what was going to happen next. I mean, I'm happy we got no surrender though out of that no i enjoyed no surrender Mm. but that felt like it came after you or before legacy Mm. so it does seem like it's just weird timing you know um continuity wise that they dropped that book and then you know they waited four or five months to start this story because really it's really picking up right after legacy it seems like um I did enjoy it. I'm, I'm technically it would be three days after legacy. Yeah. Right. So right. Isn't that weird that they yeah. like told us like they decided here, we're going to introduce this cool concept to you. And this is where Marvel's going to be going for the next, you know, year or so. Cause it feels like this is the long game here. Mm-hmm. And then they just like, okay, but we'll talk about that later on in the summer. <laughs> you know? Cause that was what the winter. Yeah. So it's just weird. Like, I don't get it. Like, why wouldn't you capitalize on it? But that's just me. Maybe they felt like they needed to throw something out there for some reason. I don't get it. (laughs) It's just weird, right? Yeah, it's very odd. I don't Um, get it. Um, So, but yeah, this is the fresh start. mm. So we're going into this. I mean, this was obviously planned from the get-go. This is uh, written by Jason Aaron. And the uh, artist is Ed McGuinness. I'm not a huge Ed a lot of, he has a lot of fans. Um, his style is very animated for me. It's too cartoony mm-hmm. almost. I mean, so right off the bat, I'm kind of turned off, you know, by the art. And a lot of times the art can't take mm-hmm. me out of the story. Um, so I agree where it kind of felt campy. Um, yeah, it, it really threw me into that kind of champion's feel with the art. Plus, a lot of the writing seemed a little bit more on the lighthearted side. Which was fine, but it's just like I'm I'm a nitty gritty dark kind of mm-hmm. fan, so I thought there were some really cool moments though, mm. like the celestials like dropping yeah, out that of was the amazing. sky. <laughs> That's awesome. Like this feels big, right? Like what's mm. happening is gonna be huge. Um what do you think about the roster that they seem like to be setting up here? I like it. Right? I have no problem with it. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. I didn't so much like the interactions between um, Tony, Steve, and Thor. Like, oh, we're getting the band back together. I felt a little weird that Tony was the one who, like, didn't want to go down this road again. Mm. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's well, he was making so many times. <laughs> he was making good points, though. Where it but it's just like... Tony's always the one. He's always the catalyst. So <laughs> it just felt, I don't know, out of character. But I, he just more, woke up from a coma, too. Yeah. So. Would it have made more sense for Steve to be the one? Because I could easily see the, him saying the same lines. Yeah, I could see that, especially after everything that happened, you know, in you know Secret Empire. Mm-hmm. You know, him wanting to earn his redemption, even though, you know, technically he doesn't necessarily need it in the public side at this point, I believe. Um, I feel like he would want to kind of, like, 
you know, keep a low profile, um, you know, and just earn his keep, you know, get back up to that mantle mm-hmm. again. So, um, but now at this point, they have no choice. There's celestials falling out of the sky, so they're going to have to get out. I liked that. I liked that there's a reason for this team to be getting together. They showed Black Panther and Doctor Strange investigating, you know, something in the middle of the Earth, you know. Yes, I was I was assuming it was kind of like near the remains of the... Um, the Celestial that we saw okay. in the, um, the, the, pre, the one that they fought, the prehistoric Avengers mm-hmm. fought in Legacy... Um, that Starbrand was okay. protecting from mm-hmm. Ghost Rider um, in Legacy. So, I mean, like, this must, like, take place. Is it literally three days? Yes, that that's what um, Robbie says. He says, I haven't slept for three days. Oh, that's Since, right. Because yeah. the last time I slept, it, he showed up there to fight Starbrand. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, they really, this is like a direct, you know, sequel to Legacy, um, mm. which I dug. Um, I like that Captain Marvel is going to play a big part. Um, I like that they're representing her as like a super powerful being mm-hmm. on the way she should be represented. It seems like she's going to be kind of, you know, um, the catalyst, you know, for, you know, really bringing the team together. Um, since she's out in space with Alpha Flight and she sees exactly mm-hmm. what's going on. She sees the giant hand coming through space. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, to have her and Iron Man together, mm. you know, after Civil War Two, That just mm. literally happened. She's the one who basically put Tony in a coma. So I don't know how they bury the hatchet. Um, <coughs> it's not like they've had any kind of, like, conversations since then. Well, hopefully so, this story addresses it. Yeah, hopefully. That's why, I mean, I don't know. This seems to pre... It seems like it's going to be pretty, like, balls to the wall. I don't know if it's going to have time mm-hmm. to address it on a deep level. Um, but, you know, they're heroes, and they're going to do what they have to do, even if it means teaming up with someone that they hate. Um, but, I mean, I had my issues with Civil War Two anyway. You know, I felt like they really just misbetrayed, you know, Captain Marvel and everything and really made her the villain of that story for, you know, no reason whatsoever. Um, so... I'm okay with them getting past that, <laughs> honestly, and just kind of sweeping it underneath the rug. How long ago was that? It was just a It was last little, year, right? Just... Not last... I mean, it was so late, you know? It went on um, for too long, right? It went on for way too long. They had some serious issues getting that book out. Because um, I feel like it was supposed to end in the summer, and it ended up ending, like, in November or December. I think it was two years ago. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was two years ago because Secret Empire was going on last summer. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So that's going to be, I'm going to be curious about that and see how that works out for them. Um, cause I feel like Carol at this point, character wise, really, you know, owes Tony a, you know, a huge apology. <laughs> so, um, she pretty much like tried to strike a death blow on him. Um, you know, so I don't know. That's I don't I don't see them just teaming up together, you know, and everything being okay. So I don't know. I don't know what I mean. Did you have what were your other issues with the book? Um, I like just it was mostly just that kind of campiness feel, like seeing random like cartoonish bug monsters coming out was kind of it was just like. So I was it know. the art? A Did... lot of it was the art. I can yeah. tell you that. 
But it was just like the art, the way that they were communicating with one another, just like, I don't know. It was a combination of both. I liked what was happening. Like the Celestials coming down was, I was like, oh, wow, something really big is about to happen. But I wasn't sold on the whole conversation between the three of them saying, oh, we have to get the band back together. Hmm. Um, I wasn't sold with, I mean, Robbie and his brother at the time. I wasn't sold with um, uh, Dr. Strange being so okay with T'Challa just saying, oh, yeah, we're going to go down to the center of the world. Mm-hmm. Be fine. Um, yeah. I can can his suit. I mean, I know I know he's powerful. Mm-hmm. I know Black Panther is powerful, but can he really withstand that much? Yeah, on his own. Okay. Yeah, you get. I mean, he's a tech genius, like on par with like Tony Stark. So yeah, his suit could withstand. <laughs> that. So I, I wasn't. That didn't bother me so much, but. Um, I wasn't as because I really did enjoy uh, the BC Avengers and Legacy, but they kind of annoyed me in this book. Um, I don't know if it's just the way that they were written and everything, you know, like the dynamic yeah. between like Odin's son or not Odin's son, um, Odin and uh, Phoenix and everything like that. I don't know, I don't know, but I don't know if it's just the art that's throwing me off. So that I, you know, when you get that kind of cartoony kind of art style it does like automatically make me think like saturday morning cartoons mm-hmm. you know it just kind of takes me out of it like i like a kind of a grittier style um and this is definitely this is very clean you know and i mean like i said mcginnis has lots of big fans out there he's got a, quite a following but i'm just not one of them so I guess I just didn't get a lot of what I felt from the No Surrender books. From No Surrender? Yes. Okay. Okay. I, it didn't translate over for me. Were you a fan of the Legacy um, one-shot? Yeah. I liked okay. it. Okay. Now, how do you feel like this compares to that one-shot? It's, it doesn't feel nearly as like dark as like or foreboding as... Legacy Even though was. Celestials, right, are falling out of the fucking exactly. sky, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, and I, I feel like this is going to be a team that's going to be together for a while. I didn't have so much a problem with the writing besides the whole dynamic between, you know, the big three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Art man can really take me out of a book. <laughs> it really can. I mean, there's only one way to find out. We'll find out with the next issue. Yeah. And I like that there's a quick turnaround I'm, I, mm-hmm. that it, it comes out next week, I believe. So, um, I like that, that we don't have a long wait. It's not going to be monthly, it seems mm. like. So, I mean, this story must have been in the can for a while. Yeah. You know, if Legacy... Been working was, on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They've had time. So, um, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, but I like the roster. I really do. I like that Robbie's getting a shot mm-hmm. in the big leagues. That's cool. Um, I like seeing a Ghost Rider in general, you yeah. know, part of the <laughs> Avengers. I think that's pretty neat. But, I don't know. I don't know. And I like the scope of the story. This feels like it's worthy of the Avengers. Well, how did you feel about She-Hulk? Completely forgot that she's even in the story. Oh, well, that's another good tie into Civil War, too, because the, her whole like character mm-hmm. now, like where she's at as a character, is due to what happens in Civil War, too. So that's interesting that they threw her in there, too. And I stopped reading her book, mostly because it was just... It was way too slowly paced. Was that the was Savage uh, She Hulk? The was that right after the book that came out after um, 
it, she took Civil over um, the main Hulk title. Oh, that okay. And there was um, I read about four issues, and just nothing happened, so I just couldn't keep going. I mean, she definitely didn't feel like the She Hulk that I know. Mm-hmm. I know that she's been going through some things, so um, I just don't know if any like if there was any resolution to her problems. And maybe that's why. I mean, obviously, that's why they threw these three characters mm-hmm. on this team. So I mean, because I didn't even think about the She Hulk aspect of it, and she's so br- she's briefly in this book. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm interested to see where they take that now. You know what, what happens, what comes out of that. So that whole dynamic between those three characters, you know, that might be enough to carry. You know, some really cool like story. You know, points mm. for me. Um, you know, but like I said. I'm also okay with them sweeping it underneath the carpet because I really was not a fan of Civil War two, um, you know, because I actually went back and reread that book um, after Secret Empire and just kind of like, okay, where did how do these books connect? You know, did you know was this even a worthy like lead into Secret Empire? Because I not to go down this rabbit mm-hmm. hole, you know, everything that is set up with Miles and you know how. I felt Secret Empire really just dropped the ball, you know, with that, um, you know, which they did. But <laughs> they just made me realize how much I dislike Civil War Two, um, and just how ridiculous the story really was. So I don't know. I don't know. I would. I, I wouldn't mind like a decent resolution to that. Mm-hmm. You know, to make everything okay. I mean, I don't mind them being a slave to that continuity, being having to deal with those consequences of their actions. No, that and that's good and storytelling. This, you know? As long as it's told well, mm. you know. I, you know, <laughs> I just don't want to be. Oh, every, you know, or everyone's just a scroll, and you know that. That's why everyone seems so fucking out of character. They, I mean, <laughs> just ridiculous choices made in that whole storyline, really. And you think about it, how much that story, because that sets up, you know, where we're, you know, at with the Hulk in No Surrender. You know, it comes directly out of Civil War too. So that book had huge consequences, you know, and it's almost forgotten about nowadays. And I, because I think it was so universally panned, you mm-hmm. know, by everyone that everyone chooses to forget about it. But yeah, Marvel's really still been kind of, you know, in a tailspin since Civil War too. So hopefully this book can kind of, you know, redeem all those character relationships. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of work cut out for themselves. So, uh, next we've got Hunt for Wolverine: Weapon Lost, uh, a tie-in to Hunt for Wolverine one that came out last week. Yep. So, what did you think? Do you want to read the blurb? Yeah, I'll give it a. I'll give it a go. Uh, Wolverine may be the best there is at what he does, but so are they. As one of the biggest mysteries in Marvel Universe unfolds, Daredevil assembles a squad of uncanny detectives to take down Wolverine, or track down Wolverine. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be one of <laughs> story. If they were that'd trying be a to turn kill. for Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> and good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Misty Knight, Frank McGee, and the mutant known as Cypher investigating recent sightings across the globe, a man believed to be Logan. The the squad uncovers a deep conspiracy with huge ramifications for the return of Wolverine. What do you think of that team? Um, I could care less about them. 
Oh. <laughs> um, I wasn't a huge fan of this book. I liked that they included Cypher out of nowhere. I was like, whoa, I forgot Cypher was alive. <laughs> um, you know, and I liked his reintroduction that he's basically been going crazy, mm-hmm. like, you know, trying to decipher the, you know, internet. The internet which is- yeah, right. No. So, uh, <laughs> but it made sense in a weird way. But yeah, I, I don't know who Frank McGee is. So, and his flying motorcycle, that just seemed a little odd of a choice of a character to be part of the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's got, like, prior history with Wolverine. Doesn't so, seem, I mean, it seemed more like he was just interested in the fact that it was Wolverine. Yeah. And I don't like, know. Misty Knight seems a little out of place, too. I mean, I get she's a detective and everything, and, you know, it's kind of her job. Um, I liked... I did like that, you know, there's kind of a mystery with Misty Knight where she's mm-hmm. retired. She's saying that she's, you know, no longer interested in, you know, taking cases. And, you know, she has this whole, like, conversation with Mickey um, about exactly what happens, but we're kind of left in the dark. So we'll see if that story comes out Maybe during this series. Maybe something that gets unraveled. Yeah. yeah. So, but, I don't know. This was a big miss for me. I really, you know, I... When Daredevil was introduced into the whole hunt of for Wolverine, mm-hmm. you know, Kitty goes to him and everything. I was like, okay, that's cool. I, I'd like to see that, you know, that story, you know, Daredevil on the case and everything. Daredevil has a lot of history with Logan. So, but yeah, this did not do that justice. <laughs> this, this is not where I thought we'd start off, you know. I mean, it was definitely an opener. It wasn't like, there wasn't much to it besides that. Yeah. Just, this is who we are, and this is what we're doing. Yeah, but a good opener gets you, like, excited for the rest of the story. And for me, this just didn't get me yeah. excited. Like, I'm not going to be, like, checking my calendar to see when, you know, number two comes <laughs> out. So, um, you'll have to remind me to read the second one. I'll read the second one just to know the story, but, you know. I mean, there's a book coming out every week for this as well, so. Is is this weekly, or is there just another book? This isn't week. it's just that there's another Hunt-type book for Wolverine each week. Do we know when the hunt actually ends? Is it does it take us through the summer? Not sure. This feels like a bigger story where it's going to take us through the summer. Even though I cuz I feel like um Infinity War originally they were saying it was going to be slated for July but it's actually come out in August. Okay. So I could see it at least taking us to August. That would make sense mm-hmm. since it feels like Logan's going to be a big part of that story. Um so, yeah, yeah, I mean, it hasn't really, like, turned me off to the main story at all. I just don't know if I would be picking up the rest mm. of these tie-ins, the Daredevil tie-ins, if it wasn't for this podcast. <laughs> so, you know, but we'll see. I enjoyed it. I I want to see where it'll go. This didn't really do much for it, like, in general. I just assume it's just, this is part one. Let's, I mean... If part two is the same and it's there's nothing much to it, I don't know how much I want to continue. Yeah, like I like Daredevil, I like Misty Knight, mm-hmm. and I like Cypher. I don't know shit about Frank McGee, you know? So yeah. I like the aspect of those characters mm-hmm. being together, but the way they got there, I don't know, a little lackluster for me. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's an opener. So, um, yeah. So what's the next? What's the next uh, hunt book that comes out? The next one is Adamantium Agenda. That's uh, the new Avengers, pretty much going after Wolverine. Okay, and I'm interested in that. Mm. That that should be cool. I think the one I'm most interested by is the uh, Mystery in Madripoor team. 
which is uh, Psylocke, Jubilee, Domino, Rogue, and um, Storm. That is cool. That's cool, because those characters all have like deep connections mm-hmm. with Logan, so I'm definitely curious. To see. I'm surprised Kitty's not part of that team. Um, she's not on this cover, so... Okay. okay. But I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm a huge Jubilee fan, so whenever they choose to like use, I really do love Jubilee. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. I, I just, I've never been a huge Jubilee. No, fan, I like Jubilee. I love the dynamic between Jubilee and Wolverine. You know, mm. they have a really cool like father daughter like thing going on. Um, when I started reading the X Men, was really like the introduction of Jubilee and everything. So that whole relationship has always been huge. Like, I went back and I read all the, you know, Kitty and, you know, Wolverine stuff after the fact. So, really, that's, like, one of my big introductions to, like, the X-Men world was, like, through, like, Jubilee and Logan. So, I've always just been a fan of Mm. those two together. So, I'm glad that they're, you know, still using Jubilee because she kind of fell off to the wayside for a while. You know, I don't know if she's still a vampire or what. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your guess i hope they got rid of that um <laughs> so but yeah yeah i'm glad that you know they're using her at least mm-hmm. so so many of the 90s characters kind of just like disappeared <laughs> um but yeah yeah all right all right cool uh moving on infinity countdown number three came out so let me read the blurb here. As the Guardians' last mission together draws to a close, the war for the Infinity Stones has only just begun. Adam Warlock continues to search for the Soul Stone, but encounters an unexpected foe, the Silver Surfer. Keep your eyes to the stars as Marvel's biggest cosmic story continues. Thoughts? I could have used a couple more pages with Silver Surfer having to fight, you know, the Pym virus that's inside of him. Before, because he kind of goes into, like, Warlock puts him in a cocoon. Yeah, puts him in a cocoon and immediately he's just, like, reborn and I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I like that they opened with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad that they didn't just open with, you know, the Guardians again. Because the last two books have definitely just been, like, straight, like, Guardians. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I did like, I like Pym. You know, I'm a big fan of Pym, Pymtron, if you yeah. will. <laughs> um, you know, uh, he's one of the more interesting villains that Marvel has right mm-hmm. now in the comic world's going. Um, so, and it seems like he's going to be a main player in this story. Uh, I like that they showed how powerful he is, that he was able to, you know, basically take Silver Surfer down um, and, you know basically assimilate him mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know like warlock just coming around and like throwing him in a, a cocoon and just you know de-brainwashing him yeah. <laughs> seemed pretty quick but warlock is also a very strong character who you know goes toe-to-toe with Thanos. so i mean i get it but yeah it seems very quick. I mean, this is a short story, so maybe they're just trying to move it along. Yes, they're... And, I get you, but... <laughs> but you brought up a point off mic. Like, Surfer just leaves Warlock there yeah. to handle just him. ditches him. Yeah, and then Warlock can definitely handle himself, but, you know... But, yeah, it seems, like, <laughs> odd. Because I thought in the big, I was like, oh, he's still dealing with the brainwashing or something like that. But we find out that he's heading straight for Galactus, and which is insane. Like, he is terrified if he's going to galactus mm-hmm. for help 
you know, Galactus is the one who basically got Silver Surfer. One, he wiped out his planet, his home planet. Two, he basically got Silver Surfer to kill millions of people for him. So the fact that Silver Surfer would reach out to Galactus is huge. And what's interesting is that this is after um, Pym tortures him with the Soul Stone, showing him all the people that he's killed over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And then he goes to Galactus. Then he goes to Galactus, but maybe that somehow jarred something like, I need Galactus. And he, we know at this point Galactus is, you know, more of a hero. You know, somehow he's gone through a change. I haven't been really reading the Alpha Flight books, so I don't know exactly what his redemption was. Mm-hmm. But, um, so he's going to Galactus to help him take out, like, Ultron's planet that he's taken over. Um, and Ultron is now going to other planets and trying to, like, you know, take over. So, and he's he's saving Earth for last, he tells us. Um, what did you think about the Guardian story in this? Uh, very fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was hokey, definitely. They literally take the Power Stone and put it in a saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole, like, this is a... Not an illusion, but a um, simulation aspect was very... I I was confused. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I was like, is this battle assimilation? Exactly. Or the power stone? Because basically it's my, right, mind over matter. And yeah. Peter is able to basically will the power... Like, he's able to shrink it down. Like, so was the power stone never that size? Because right now the power stone appears to them as this giant, like, almost mountain. Mm-hmm. But... It was just basically an illusion, is you know the way I took. I think it. what threw me off the most was, so they talk about this whole being like a simulation, and then they start talking about oh well we're gonna die but our like our other lives are gonna be dealing with something else, and I was like, so wait, are they all is this all just like some big Nova Corp simulation that they're all just working in or playing around in? It wasn't clearly, but yeah. it's just. I was so thrown off well, by what they were trying to say. Are you talking say. about when Gamora was talking about herself? Kind of. It was kind well, of like... Gamora, what Gamora meant was because part of her has been in the Soul Stone okay. the entire time. So this, that's not all of them. Just her, like part of her essence in the Soul Stone. So she was saying, if I die, you know, what will happen to that part of me, you know, my other essence, you know, in the soul stone, you know, what well, you don't the... talk about that right after you say everything's a fucking simulation. <laughs> it was confusing. I agree. <laughs> I, I understand. But I can see where you got confused there. Cause it definitely, yeah. Cause I was, I was like, so are they not there? Is this not really happening right now? How do you feel about group talking? I'm, I'm not sold. Yeah. I'm, or needing. Yeah. Me. Like I, yeah. He, the character like lost its charm for me. Like completely. <laughs> You know, because he seems kind of like a bastard too, right? Like the things he's saying, everything. It's like, okay. Well, I mean, he's is... always said crude things, but we just never knew. Yeah, we don't know what he's saying. I guess, and maybe that's for the best. I don't know. So, um, but it was fun. It was definitely a fun adventure. Um, you know, and now, so now they have the power stone, and they're you know off to collect the rest of them. It seems like, and Ro- even though Rocket doesn't want to go, mm-hmm. um, what so... happened? What happened to the pregnant one in this? She's there. She's there. She's there. She says that she doesn't want to get on the ship, but she can find her own way off. Because she doesn't want... She feels like she's a sitting duck, basically, on that ship. Okay. So she's got the baby in a force field. So. 
but her force field's not strong enough to protect all of them. Gotcha. She's just using it to protect the baby. There was a lot going on in this book. I, I, I understand why you're a little confused. So, um, this is a really cool lead-in, though, to where, you know, Infinity War is going to go. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, who's this by? This is actually, and this is going to be the same writer, um, Duggan, that's going to be writing Infinity War. So, he's definitely got a laid-out plan for everything. Um, but there's only one more issue left of this. I think there's two. I is there two? Is it, is it five? five? Okay. I saw um, the good because I was going to say I don't see how they wrap this up where <laughs> it makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I was not a big fan of the art though. No. In this book, me neither. I haven't been a fan of any all three of them for art wise. Was it? Is it the same artist? Or I'm not I feel sure. like the le- I think this is the same artist as two. Okay. So I just didn't like the way Warlock looked. I didn't like the way Pym looked. Um, but yeah, I was not a fan. Well, like, you know how Ultron and... Not Ultron. Um, Silver Silver Ultron, pretty much, is half Silver Surfer, half Ultron. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell for the longest time. Like After I realized, I was like, oh, that's half-faced. Yeah. Like, he was a little muddled of, looking, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a little messy. So... Yeah, not a huge fan of the art, though, unfortunately. So I felt like that did take away from mm-hmm. the story. Um, the pimps, like, I, it didn't affect me so much with the Guardians, though. I don't know why. <laughs> the pimps, though, because I actually checked to see if it was a different artist. Like, if there were two yeah. artists on the book, but I don't think so. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm getting more excited for Infinity War to see where it goes. This is definitely a more contained story. I want to see like how big they go, and we've been getting a lot of like cool solicitations um, recently because they kind of they've really been keeping that under wraps um, until like this past month. Exactly what's happening because we didn't even know like is this a countdown to something? Like we weren't sure. You know, is there going to be a main like Infinity War book? And I don't know if that's just us not you know <laughs> reading enough. You know all the uh, comic news sites. But, I mean, it only made sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, on to Astonishing X-Men. Yes. In the penultimate issue of the high-stakes X-Men story, Proteus and Charles Xavier face off in a psychic battle for the ages, with nothing less uh, less than the fate of all free-thinking people at stake. With Psylocke, Gambit, Rogue, Old Man Logan, and Bishop by his side, will his team of heavy hitters be able to take Proteus down once and for all. Nearing the end of this story arc. Yes, soul story arc. Yeah, because this is after next issue. That's his last issue, mm-hmm. so he's done. And then moving on to a different um, writer. And, and team. Uh, team altogether. I don't know if they're going to be doing you know, what they've been doing with this book, where it's like a different artist almost every other issue. Um, so I hope not, because <laughs> that is jarring for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy this. I did enjoy this. Um, I feel like it feels a little rushed to me. Um, and I don't know if that I, just because I know that there's only one issue mm. left. Um, but I did enjoy all the character interactions and everything. I, you know, the fact that they know that they have to take, you know, Proteus down, um, hard and they're not afraid to. Um, I enjoyed the, the little surprise at the end. Um, I do feel like, you know, in spoilers, you know, like 
like we said, spoilers for everything. Um, we basically see what we think we see is that you know Psylocke and Charles are bonding together and yes. like combining their powers, um, and they know. connect to all the psychics in the world. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this whole you know mission has been kind of a ruse of the Shadow King. Mm-hmm. You know that it's not really Charles; it's really you know the Shadow King. You know using you know. The X Men and the X Men have been kind of like on the fence with everything. Yeah, they even said that. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but he's been using you know this whole you know Proteus you know scenario to get to all Earth psychics in a very roundabout way. Maybe Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, couldn't you have done this from the get go? Did you need this? Because it seemed like the Shadow King was about on the verge of doing this. You know, in the beginning of the story arc right yes I, maybe it was a way to get around like maybe Proteus was just the main distraction so that he could build and get to a safe point where he could do this so do we feel like because I feel like Charles was there in the astral plane mm-hmm. like I feel like that was you know so basically just to wrap that up Charles is really the shadow king you know, so everyone knows where we're at right now, mm. story-wise. You know, all of a sudden, you know, tr- uh, the Shadow King unveils himself. Yeah, and, rips you know, X in half. And yes, it's... and it's the Shadow King. But, like, okay. If that's true, what happens as a professor? Is he still on the astral plane? Because sure. I feel like Charles was part of uh, Unless this was, this whole story was a ruse. Like, you know... But no, because we saw Charles and Shadow King like basically mm. playing chess with these characters, you know, throughout the first arc. I mean, maybe because I mean Charles was meant to be destroyed by the end of that. Either way, correct? Of oh, that, what do you mean? Of that game, like he wasn't going to survive it. Either way, he didn't think so. But they were playing for his survival, basically. Okay. So I mean, I'm curious to see where they leave. Charles like you know Mm. is he really not there or is he somehow part of the scenario I just find it odd you know with only one issue left that he doesn't come into play or we get some kind of glimpse of you know there's a lot of ways they can go with that especially since they showed how much this was all damaging him just to play that game Mm -hmm. in the first place yeah but I don't know. I I mean, that leaves an open door. They could say, oh, maybe he escaped the astral plane when they ripped all of it open pretty much at this point, too. Does this reveal hurt that first arc? I'm sorry, what was... Does this reveal that it was really, like, Axe is really the Shadow King? Does that hurt that first arc? That story in that first arc? Well, no, because, I mean, I wasn't... For me, I didn't think about the first arc when I saw this happen. It didn't... My analysis of my analysis of this didn't really change anything. If anything, I I mean I like this book because it's pretty it, dark. It's pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> Christian likes things that are dark. <laughs> I don't know this like every part like if you read it back to back to back, this is smooth. It just works. I yeah. understand monthly. It's like you forget elements. It's jarring. But when I if yeah, I go it's back, books though. I mean, the, most of them are monthly. So. Yeah. Um. There's a lot that's happening in this book, but... I'm just worried with only one issue left. They've got a lot to wrap up, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, for me, 
like I need to know or get a glimpse of what happened to Charles then after, you know, the end of the first arc. Because you're left believing that Charles made it out of the astral plane. Hmm. You know, is he still there? Was there ever really, was Charles ever really there? You know, was this just a huge ruse by the Shadow King to get out of the astral plane, you know, and use the X-Men as catalysts? You know, so that's kind of where I'm a little confused. I could see know. them pulling a, like, where's Wolverine with Charles. Mm-hmm. Like, just showing a panel where he's just walking somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Some random bald guy in the street mm-hmm. walking, wandering. Um, or, or rolling. Or rolling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets the use of his legs back, like, every, like, year or two in the X-Books. So, he can walk again for now. Um, but, yeah. Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, because I was really excited for Xavier to be back. I wasn't a huge fan of, you know, the man called X, X yeah. but I don't know. I don't know. I should. I feel like I should have seen this coming. I would have liked this reveal to happen down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have liked to see more story, like maybe like him gain the X-Men's trust and everything and become more part of the team. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see his interactions with a lot of the other X-Men, see if he can gain their trust, what kind of like relationships he would have built with these characters, and how much more devastating that reveal would have been way later on. It would have been huge. It would have been a big story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this feels a little rushed and everything. I mean, I get, you know, it's nice for the writer to be able to book in his own story. I just don't know if 12 issues is enough, you know, for the story, how big it could have been. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll see. Maybe there's plenty of story It left. feels like a really great standalone arc that will be just there on my shelf someday. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. We'll see how next issue ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, a wait for judgment, right but now. yeah, no, I really enjoyed that first arc. I really did enjoy that first arc. So that's, I mean, maybe that's, I'm just kind of <laughs> down on the reveal. I did enjoy the reveal itself because I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a surprise, but well, they the were more I think about issue. it, <laughs> yeah, the more I think about it, the less I like it. It's one of those things. So, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I liked it. I liked the way it was like, no, no, no. Yes. 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 Like, and then just he just build. rips open. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And then Phantom Max is still in the astral plant. Yeah. So. Yeah, but who cares about Phantom Max? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> There's just a lot to tie up here. There's a lot to tie up. I honestly, I could but see that. Yeah, and the, at the end of it, everything, no one cares about that. <laughs> so. Although they, he must have a fan base because they keep on using him. They really do keep on like. He's got a coolish design, but character-wise, it's it's kind of. It uh, just feels like everything that's wrong with the X Men world like <laughs> thrown together. Part of the Weapon X program, you know, not really. A character or clone it just just a mess you know so program i don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole different podcast Uh (laughs) all right man it's time to jump in the ring we had a little event happen over the weekend well a couple events that happened over the weekend but we'll start off with (sighs) (laughs) that's side number one yes so you guys can Pretty much make a drinking game out of this oh, yes. amount of size um, you're going to hear. I don't suggest it. You might die. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll at least get alcohol poisoning. <laughs> so backlash yes. happened. 
kind of over over the. Oh, there was some backlash for sure. Yes, yes. There's definitely been some fan backlash. Um, WWE decided to have a pay per view. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't have predicted it any more than we did. I mean, yeah, we pretty much going to matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter, and that's two events now back to back that Mm. hasn't really mattered. So just lame. If it does matter, it matters in the worst kind of way. Where it makes me not want to watch the product. Yes. Um, Made me enjoy New Japan even more this weekend. (laughs) I'll say that. Um, But yeah, let's let's go through the card. Um, And maybe do we want to give ratings to these matches? Or is that going to just be too depressing? I mean, I can give you a rating per match. Okay, okay, let's do... We'll we'll do... Just for fun. (laughs) For shits and giggles. Let's give uh, ratings for the matches and overall. So, um, we start off with Ruby Riot defeating Bailey uh, via pinfall. Yes, that was during the kickoff show. That's the kickoff show. Um, We had Bailey before that, you know, trying to get Sasha to be at her ringside um, because, you know, they keep keep this feud going, but it's not happening, but it's there in the back of everyone's minds. Problem is, is slowly no one's caring about this anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, I I stopped caring about a month ago, so about Mania time. Once mm. I found out that 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 you know that they were just going to be in the Rumble, um, not the Rumble, the Battle Royal at Mania, I was like, okay, come on, guys. So, um, I just don't know where they're going with that, but I'm glad that Ruby Riot got the win. Yes, it seems like they're slowly getting behind her. Um, that she's going to be a force. She is women's. a really great talent. She is. She is. So I'm glad that maybe they're recognizing that, hopefully. So, um, that's pretty much all I can say about this movie. <laughs> it, was uh, okay. it, was, it was Yeah, it was fine. It was okay. It was it good was for okay. the pre-show. Um, too many commercial breaks during I think there was two full commercial breaks during this match. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing this weird thing where they do commercials for the product while the product is on. Yeah. Which is really odd. Um, so like commercials for mm, the pay per view while just, you're watching the pre show, yeah. So I, and the pre show is supposed to be a commercial mm-hmm. for the pay per view, so I don't know why you need another commercial during the pre. So I don't know. It's a weird, weird world we're living in right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay, opening match: Seth Rollins versus The Miz for the IC belts. They burned the house down. They did. This was to me the best match on the whole car, the whole night, you know, the whole card. This mm-hmm. was a great match. Um, this made me really excited about where they're taking Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're making the IC belt matter again. Um, you know, and I feel like that kind of started with the whole Miz run, mm-hmm. but now having such a workhorse with that belt, I feel like you're guaranteed to have great matches. Um, he even pulled out a decent match against Mojo Rawlings uh, this uh, Monday. So it seems like they're kind of doing the whole open, you know, the U.S. Open, you know, gotcha. title challenge thing where he wants to be, you know, a fighting champion and everything. And he wants this belt to be the belt that matters on Raw, which tells me that Brock is going to have that universal title for a while. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that the IC titles like coming back into its like glory days mm-hmm. again, and I hope that they you know that they let Seth carry that belt for a while. 
Seth is on a whole new level lately. Yes. And like I said, my prediction is that Seth is going to be main eventing at WrestleMania. I feel like he's going to have that early Shawn Michaels arc where you kind of, you know, you've seen him, you know, be champ before, but now this is really going to be like the second coming, you know, of Rollins. So that's what I'm hoping at least. You know, we're probably just going to get Lesnar versus Reigns again. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> that's, in my mind, that's where this is leading to. So, um, yeah, but this was a great match. Probably, probably one of my favorite Miz matches, I want to oh, say. Oh, yes. You yes. know, I mean, I, I really did enjoy the whole uh, retirement match uh, between him and Ziggler. Um, that they had it was like I guess it was career versus belt. Yeah. Um, I, that was a good match, but yeah, but overall, this was definitely my favorite Miz match. This is the best I've ever seen Miz in the ring. You know, because it takes two to dance. Mm-hmm. You could say that oh, it was just all Rollins. No, but no, I felt Miz like is... Miz brought his A game. Um, that night. So, yeah, and I, I have a lot of high hopes for him now that he's on SmackDown and to elevate whatever he does. Whether yeah. it be going after the um, WWE Championship or um, going after the U.S. Championship. And he actually qualified for the Money in the Bank tonight. Exactly. On SmackDown. We're recording this on Tuesday. So I could definitely see him walking around with that briefcase. Not my pick, but we'll see. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think he needs it. But what a great way to regain that title, you mm-hmm. know, again. You know, but, you know, with the Money in the Bank. How he originally regained, yeah. you know, hit got the title, so... Um, and I feel like that they're kind of keeping him and Brian apart right now. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like we're going to get a big, you know, feud coming soon, but they want to kind of tease that at this point because they teased him on the kickoff show. Uh, yeah, he was going to be on the, um, post show, but then Brian. Oh yeah. The, I'm gets, sorry. The post show. That's right. It's injured because of Cass. Yeah. So. so they keep on doing this thing and he was supposed to have him on Ms. TV, mm-hmm. but then Cass and her. So Cass is just going to keep by keeping those two apart really. So we'll get to Cass in a little bit. <laughs> um, what do we have next? Um, you know, it was hard to go after that um, match, but they had Nia Jax versus uh, Alexa Bliss, and Nia Jax, of course, won, retained. This match was okay. It was okay. It wasn't abysmal. It wasn't too bad. It was just... I just can't buy Alexa getting any offense on Nia Jax. <laughs> I really have a hard time. Well, I mean, she got less offense on her this time than she yeah. did previously. So. Yeah, I just never want to see Nia on the ground and, like, Alexa, like, I don't do it. I, I just can't buy it, but I get it. I mean, this whole feud feels like a Be A Star just oh, campaign. Oh, God. The speech afterwards where she literally, I think she actually said Be A Star, yeah. right? I was like, okay, they're just totally working this into the campaign. She ended that with, oh, and bullies get their ass kicked. And I was just like, this doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she ended it that way, though. Because, oh. yeah, the whole be a star or whatever line, I was like, oh, God, you know. It's a great message. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but... And I give her credit for, like, having that whole speech memorized after wrestling a match, but it was a bit much. Yeah, and it, it was, was a bit much. definitely forced. It was definitely all written. Nothing there was for her. Yeah. Like her oh opinion. yeah. But that goes the whole product in general. Yeah, now. I know. But you know, I mean, the less she talks, the better I feel too. I don't think she's great on the mic. I just want to see her as like a dominating force, you know. And I don't know if that really works as a face, but it, I mean, it doesn't work as a face that's, you know, being bullied. 
by someone like Alexa. But at this point, does anyone buy her being like bull? It's like, just it, I don't I don't know. I'm just not buying it. Maybe. <laughs> And that whole angle was kind of rushed anyway, mm. you know, right before Mania. So maybe if we saw more build up to that, I don't know. I don't know. But it seems like they're going to be moving on, though, from that. So we'll see where they go after, you know, who who's her next opponent and where Alexa's, you know, left. Mm. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, do we give match rate? Do we, I, I give, oh, um, Seth- I'm giving Seth and Miz five stars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for that match, Without that match doubt. was really good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you give this match? Uh, a solid three. Really? Okay, I give it two and a half. <laughs> I give it two and a half. Judge me, huh? Yeah. Really? Just a, just a three. <laughs> just because Bliss was in the match, he no. gave it three. Come no. on, you're full of it. Should Look I up it to four, huh? <laughs> if it's because of that. Anyway, three. <laughs> um, all right, so we got the United States Championship, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Way to just, you know, kill whatever momentum this whole pay-per-view had at this point. Yeah. It was just, Randy Orton was just not into this. Yes, and you can tell. You can always tell when Randy's motivated when he's not motivated. Um, and he lost cleanly in this, so... Maybe that's why he wasn't into it. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that this ends up giving us a Randy Orton heel turn. I don't see where they're going with this feud if you don't get that. Um, So, I mean, these guys have potential to put on awesome matches. Mm -hmm. But this was not an awesome match. You know, know, too many rest holds. you know, you got all of Hardy's spots, but yeah, overall, eh. So, um, a little disappointing. Yeah. I'm glad that Hardy retained, though. I would have been disappointed if, like, Orton walked away with that belt again. So I'm glad that Hardy's going to have that belt for a while, it seems mm. like. So even though he lost to Miss tonight, you know, in a ridiculous finish. <laughs> yeah, that was... So, yeah, Jeff hit a <laughs> swanton bomb. And then after two count, Miz was somehow able to regain his composure and roll him up. I have to be. He fair. basically no sold. Oh the yeah, one hundred percent. You know, so I have I to be fair. Like, if anyone like, if like, because Okada does that shit all the time. When it, he will completely no sell a finish like a finisher right after, like he'll hit his immediately afterwards, or he'll mm-hmm. get a pin immediately afterwards. And I give him shit all the time, so I have to agree. That was a really bad finish to that match. Today. Yeah, that was that was really shitty. I was like, what? So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking about this pay-per-view. <laughs> I would give this match maybe, once again, I would give this like two and a half stars. Yeah, it's the same. Um, you know, we got some cool spots, but otherwise, yeah. I mean, it was nothing that we haven't already seen exactly. from both of them. Exactly. But, and then the fact that you know there's potential for a great match there. Mm. You know, they just have to be motivated. And I felt like they had plenty of time, you know, to give us something. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, uh, moving on, we got Elias's, uh concert. I mean, I was entertained. Yeah. I, it there felt was no, really uh... weird, like, <laughs> in the middle of a pay-per-view to have, like, a 15-minute segment. And it, to, I thought it was a half hour. Like, I literally, like, went, I went back and, like, I was like... How long was this? 
Hey, uh, just to point out, we didn't get either tag team matches title yes. on this paper. Like, you couldn't cut this out and give us a tag <laughs> match? What the fuck? I don't know. That's how, like, you know, that's where WWE sees the tag team titles. Mm. That Elias' non-concert is more important than, you know, the tag team belts being defended. You know, I mean, it's a sad state. It really is. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was, I was like, okay, this is this is funny and all. I get it, you know. But I this, I don't need this in the middle of a pay-per-view. And, like, basically, it was all just a setup for, like, Bobby Roode to, you know, come out. And, like, that feud to continue on i guess i guess even though no one wants it either way he's bobby cool. Roode got the win on raw huh. on monday so i'm sure you're, that's going to go on for the next month or so you know i just at this point like you totally flip those guys elias could be face and Roode could be you know mm-hmm. heel like i'd be fine with that honestly um but yeah i and this is what's wrong with the dual-branded pay-per-views. So you've got all the, you know, everyone interacting, basically. You know, it's just gonna, it's just gonna be raw. Like, these, these pay-per-views are gonna be, like, raw from two years ago. Yeah. You know, it just, once again, those no branded excuse, don't, though. they don't matter anymore. They, <laughs> I won't go down this rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> There's no reason to have an entertainment segment this large instead of having matches especially when you have five hours of tv every week Mm -hmm. so there's no reason to do this you know there's no reason for this segment um especially when you don't have tag team titles being defended Mm -hmm. so um whatever all right (laughs) so what would you give this oh you're gonna grade this yeah you're grading the the concert yeah um well how am i grading it Am I grading it off of entertainment value or am I grading it off of... I'll let you grade it on entertainment. Entertainment value, I give it a four. It you give fun. it a four? It was fun. It was fun. I'll give it a four <laughs> up to when No Way Jose came out. Then I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rusev Day did not need to be there. It didn't make sense to me. They got a nice pop, though, when yeah. all of a sudden they heard it. It's like, oh, they're just doing all the musical acts. Everyone who does anything with music, they're coming out during the segment. So... I don't know. I enjoy that more than yeah, no way Jose coming out of this <laughs> All the Adam Rose rejects, mm. you know, I was like, ah, oh, they really gave him this now, like this is gonna be his thing. And then Bobby Roode painfully dancing, like Remember when he was like a big heel? <laughs> I hope we get back to that. I really do. I because he's not gonna matter soon. He really is. It doesn't matter now. He, <laughs> he can wrestle. <laughs> they just need to get him out of this character. Whatever. Uh, you know who else can wrestle? Daniel Bryan. Yes. When he's put in a good match. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a good match. Um, I understand what they were doing there. I know that they were trying to go with the cocky big man thing and, you know, mm. teasing that cast could, you know, beat him at any point and, you know, kind of the, you know, tortoise and the hare thing going on with, you know, cast constantly pumping his fist and, you know, but... Eight times. That's what they were trying to do. But it, yes, it didn't, didn't make, did, did it make any sense? Like, I would, okay, so basically the match ends up ends with Daniel Bryan tapping out Big Cass. 
I would have Mac much rather seen big casts like get disqualified, like being the mm-hmm. show, Daniel Bryan, or just, you know, going too far. You know, I felt like that would have given this feud more heat to continue. But after I see big casts like tap out, I don't care anymore. You know, I've already seen Daniel like beat him. So, because it would have had me interested if, you know, Cass just keeps on pummeling him. Mm. And then you're getting more invested in like, okay, yeah. I want to see Daniel Bryan, you know, tap this bastard out and, you know, get good heat for Cass and everything. But sorry, you want an underdog story with the uh, <laughs> biggest underdog? The biggest the underdog company? in WWE history? Yeah, why not? Um, so this didn't do anyone any favors. Nope. Though, like, you know, so just this whole pay-per-view is just poorly booked, really. So, I mean, because even with the Miz in Rollins match, I mean... It was a great match, but it's predictable because Miz is on the other show. So mm-hmm. you know he's not walking away with that title. Um, you know, they're not that adventurous. They're not that crazy to do something like that at this point. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so Daniel Bryan goes over, but after the match, they decide to let Big Cass beat the crap out of Bryan. So that's how he got his heat back, I guess, but not really. Not really. Yeah. It just makes him look terrible. Like, it, it just makes me realize that I have to watch this match again down the line. You know, and mm. possibly at Money in the Bank, which is going to be annoying. So, um, which is really far away, which I'm I'm okay with. <laughs> I think it's like, what did I say, mid-June? Yeah. For that. Which I feel like each show just needs to be on its own, building its storylines again. Um, but yeah. yeah. I don't want to see this feud continue. I really don't. Um, yeah. Oh, it will. It will. Um, I give this match... I'm going to give this match a two and a half. I will give it a one and a half. One and a half. All right. Giving it a two and a half just because Daniel Bryan's awesome. So. <laughs> he barely wrestled in the match. Yeah. But when he did, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy he's wrestling again. Right? <laughs> Uh, okay. SmackDown's Women Championship. Uh, Carmella coming in as the champ. Um, going against Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, who defeated Asuka's, um, huge streak at WrestleMania of, what, two years? Right? Yeah. So how did this match end? Um, it ended with Carmella cleanly pinning... Charlotte. Oh, that makes sense, right? No, <laughs> it doesn't. And Carmella, like, dominated Charlotte during yeah. this match. It just... I was telling you off mic, like, I felt like I missed, like, the beginning of the match where, like, Charlotte got injured or something. Because mm-hmm. I didn't... I was like, what is going... Why is she just dominating her? Like, she had her in, like, rest hold after rest hold that like you know somebody like just like yelling at her screaming in her face and everything i was like what is happening um it felt like they like tried to rebook the character on the fly and make her more dominating like like oh we need to take her more seriously um because this just didn't feel like the character we've been watching the last six months so i mean i i get wanting to like legitimize her but this just felt like out of nowhere, mm. you know, and it was not a good match. You know, it really kind of exposed Carmella for being green, um, you know, but I was a little disappointed that Charlotte couldn't 
carrier to a better match. But I don't know if it's just the way the match was booked in general. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's just like been like I because it's been a while since Carmella has had a singles match. But I remember her on the stage. Yes, yeah. definitely. I remember. I don't remember her on television looking at this green. Yeah. When yeah. she came up, I don't know. Maybe it was nerves. Um, it started off, you know, pretty shitty with, you know, uh, her, you know, bumping a little too early to her, uh, Charlotte's big, big boots. boots. Yeah. You know, she kind of Undertaker scene at it, you know? Um, so she tried to recover quickly, which was good, but yeah, no, it, it felt like it was downhill from there. Thank God she didn't really have to catch um, Charlotte at any point. In the oh match. God, yeah, she couldn't handle that. Like when I saw Charlotte, not going, many of the other female wrestlers can. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> you know, Sasha's the only one stupid enough to really like stand Try, there and yeah. take it. You know, but she's made out of rubber because I don't know how she's still walking. The ridiculous bumps we've seen her take. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just I don't know. I couldn't buy. Carmella being this dominant over Charlotte, it really just didn't make any sense, especially after having that performance at Mania. Yeah. You know, and having Charlotte being the one to defeat Asuka, you know, finally and ending that streak, to have this be her next pay-per-view, you know, appearance. I was like, did Charlotte do something? Is she in the doghouse? You know, like... I mean, maybe there's some weird politics going on in the back, but this was... The cleanest victory for a heel. Yes, because you would. Because so basically, what happens is Charlotte goes for a moonsault, lands on her feet, and twerks her knee, um, and then she basically she gets rolled up. Does she even hit her finisher? Yeah, she gets rolled up. She gets rolled up. Um, she just kicks her down. I need my heel. Like I need my heel you know, cheating to win. If they're going to win like that, you know, where like, you know, basically the, you know, their opponent basically cost themselves the match. I still need to see them grabbing some tights. I see, I need to see their feet on the rope, something, you know, cause this, I don't know. I just, I didn't understand where they're going with this. I don't, I don't get the booking at all. So, but whatever. <laughs> it's not my show. <laughs> Uh, I think it was a failed um, opportunity for the Iconics as well that you have out. Yes, because that made sense. Mm. Like, you had that build up, like, you know, them kind of part of this feud from the very beginning, from the night that she captured the belts, Mm -hmm. you know, and cashed in the money in the bank. They've been kind of part of this feud. So you thought you would definitely get an appearance by them, but they weren't there at all. Nope. They teased so, it during the pre-show and, and didn't do anything about it. It would have made sense. Or, like, their music to hit and distract Charlotte, and that's how she gets something, you know? Just bad booking. Just bad booking overall. So, um, I'm giving this match a one and a half stars. Um, I'm, I'm giving it a one. A that's, one. That's a mercy. <laughs> I could give it a half, but... All right. I do love Carmella's submission. It is silence. pretty. It's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that is a good move. That but when cool. there's nothing else, she put match. it on really quickly. Like it was a nice, smooth transition mm-hmm. to the move. But yeah, besides that, there's nothing here. There's nothing to see. All right. Uh, moving on. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a no DQ match. Yep. For the WWE Championship. And how did it end? In a double count. Or uh, they couldn't answer. 
Yeah, it was a draw. It was draw. A, it's still a countout. It's a countout in the ring. They couldn't answer the count of ten. Which Does that make like, sense? I don't know. I like the way I was explaining well, it was well, maybe it's a double knockout then. But it's been done before, but usually, typically, in like no DQ matches, is not a finish that you get. Yeah. You know, obviously, they want to continue the feud. I thought the match was good. Mm. You know, I, enjoy, I I just I love the dynamic between these two now. I feel like they've been getting better and better um, together. Like you know, the last three matches have been a progression. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did enjoy their match at uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, but once again, I didn't like the finish. This is another, you know, you know, match where I didn't like the finish. I liked the match itself, but I did not like the finish. Um, I don't want this feud to become about, and it already has, about, you know, them kicking each other in the balls. But that's pretty much what this feud has become. Uh, you know, it just feels like a 12-year-old booking this. <laughs> Like, I like Nakamura hitting the low blows, but that can't be his only villainous trait. And it hasn't been. Like, in the ring, mm. I mean, that guy's, like, facials and everything that he's, like, pulled out, he's just awesome. He really is. I, I love him as a heel. Um, So, it's more than I could have hoped for. Um, I'm glad that this feud is going to continue. I would have liked this match to have ended with Nakamura, you know, capturing the title. And then have AJ chase him, you know, for a couple months. Um, so, and I mean, I still feel like we might get that. You know, so um, you're definitely going to be getting another match, though, out of these two. Which is fine with me. Uh, I would I would like them to stay in that kind of extreme like realm. Because, like, the reverse exploder onto the chair was amazing. Um, yes, it was. <laughs> I love the fact that his way of getting out of, you know, the knee was throwing the chair at him, but it flies back and hits him in the fucking face. And you get that great visual of, you know, just that like laceration on his cheek. And he was bleeding nice, mm. you know. Um, and I was, I was happy that the ref didn't like stop the match. Oh, yeah. You know, because that's been happening, you know, the last I mean, couple of years mm-hmm. where, you know, at least to mend, you know, where we didn't have like a stall, you know. So that was cool that we didn't get that. I thought it will stop Joe that one time. Yes, yes. In uh, NXT. Yeah. You know, and Joe was like pushing the ref away. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, he's going to get fined. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I was glad that didn't happen. I'm glad that they let them wrestle. And it feels like these guys are getting more and more comfortable. Which we know they're, you know, obviously, you know, capable of great fucking matches they did in New Japan. Um, but it just, that after that Mania match, it didn't live up to expectations, but it feels like now they're clicking on all cylinders. You know, I and I feel like it's just due to Nakamura being healed, you know, having that dynamic between those two. Um, so, like a character artist be a character. Yes, right? Makes sense, you know, but who, who, who the hell are we? So... <laughs> Um, what would you give this match? Um, I'd give it a four. Yes, I would give it a four. That finish just hurts it. Mm. You know, like both guys going to kick each other in the nuts at the same time and fall. I don't know. I mean... Like I said, 12-year-old book. We've seen them both get up way faster from those as yes. well. It's a championship match. You can't make... Yeah, you can't answer the count of ten. And I mean, at that point, it'd been how many minutes, but still... But we've also seen AJ lose a match, like getting like crotched on the top rope. 
fucking road dog. <laughs> this has got road dog written all over it. It's a road dog finish. Hey, we can't blame road dog. No, yes we can. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Yes we can. He's booking this shit. Um, but yeah. So, but I'm happy that we're going to see this. Maybe I'm hoping to SummerSlam. You know, I'm hoping we get, you know, these matches to SummerSlam. I mean, that would be six matches in a row. What do you mean? Six with uh, AJ Styles? Yeah, mm-hmm. they could do that, though. What, what, they're on three right now? Mm-hmm. So then you've got... Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Whatever's between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. You could do it. You could okay. do it. Cena and Edge. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Just go back to Cena Edge. I feel like those guys wrestled for like two and a half. I can watch these two wrestle forever. I yes. just don't know if they were... Yeah, I'm like, wait a second. You were the guy who wanted this to go to like WrestleMania next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see though if Joe somehow interjects into this whole you know feud somewhere down the line. Because I kind of teased that last, last week. Sure. Which I'm okay with. Hmm. You know, so more Samoa Joe is always good. So, um, all right, moving on. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley defeated. Ke- oh, oop, spoilers! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a tag match that no one really wanted. It was a glorified squash match, pretty much. But yes, then they just had fun. Yes. I mean, there was what else was there to this other than the whole Sammy throwing Kevin Owens back into the ring when they both tried to quit out? That annoyed me because I felt like they're going to be trying to turn Kevin face, and I don't think I really want to see that yet. Um, The fact that he was like, "No, we have to stay here and fight," like that seemed out of character for Kevin. Mm. So that made me just led me to believe that you know a face turn is in the future. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't like to see these guys getting like ragdolled around so much. And I feel like they're not doing Bobby Lashley any favors. His interview segment on Raw was atrocious. I don't know what they're, they like did this like get to know you kind of segment where he was talking about his family and he just went on and on about his sisters, like, for, like, five minutes. It just was so awkward and strange and poorly written. Like, I don't like I don't know if they're trying to make him look like a weirdo. I have no idea what they're trying to accomplish with it. Hmm. You know, I, I, I'll play it for you after this podcast because <laughs> it was really weird. Um, and I must have just blocked it out because I totally forgot about it until just now. But, um... I realized, too, during this match, like, I hate both of these guys' finishers. Bronze and Bobby Lashley's. Oh, yeah. You know, Bobby is using, like, a standing suplex, which I don't understand, like, why that would be his finisher. And then Bronze Power Slam. I feel like, for such a big guy who has all this, like, great, like, power, like, it's such a weak finisher. Like, I, I would much rather see him doing some kind of, like, choke slam mm-hmm. or something, like, high impact. You know, not that the power slam is not a high impact move, but I don't know. It just it visually... Doesn't, it doesn't feel like it fits with him. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, I need to see more, you know, as a finish. Something brutal, you know. I mean, which is kind of scary thinking, you know, broad. Yeah, even something or... around, like, the big ending would work well with him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, or like even a giant like just lariat, like a crazy clothesline or something, just that totally like you know beheads people. I I'd be fine with that. You know, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, mm-hmm. just something that's just impressive looking. That power slam's not that impressive looking, you know. Um, and then Lashley, I don't know what the fuck they why he's using that stall like suplex. It just makes no I sense. Um, Goldberg much. Yeah, but like it's not even as cool as uh, the whatever though. It's not even because you don't even get the power slam at the end. It's just a stall, like it's just a suplex. You know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I'm like I was really surprised. I was expecting to see Lashley turn on Strowman. I think that's eventually going to happen, but I don't know. This did nothing for me. Nothing for me. Nope. So I give this match. (laughs) Two stars. Yeah. Two and a half. It's fine. I I mean I love Kevin Owens. I love mm. Sammy Zane. You know, and I love like them just talking through the entire match. So that's always entertaining. So but besides that, I really had nothing going mm. on. Um and we are ending the card with Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Yes. How annoyed were you? that the WWE Championship didn't go on last. Um, I was extremely annoyed. Right? <laughs> what the fuck? Do you I think mean, because they knew the finish of that match? Is that why they booked it this I'm way? That's what I'm assuming, but either way, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right, and you're not doing Roman Reigns any favors. No. Like, you're making him feel like the golden boy still by booking him like this. I mean, and, like, now all over the internet you've got, like, videos of people, like, just getting up and leaving in the middle of the match. Um, Just, it was so noticeable, too, like, when Reigns came out and he gets the initial reaction and then you could literally, like, hear the audio guy, like, turning the (laughs) dial down. (laughs) Um, you know, I did, I didn't think it was a bad match, you know, but it wasn't a great match. Um, I liked the way the match started, Mm -hmm. but it was just Joe dominating, you know, and beating the fuck out of him, which I, I think everyone there was excited about. Mm -hmm. I mean, how into is everyone like with Joe? Like everyone's really like behind Joe right now. Um, so I... You know, to the point where I felt like he had to get, like, heat back, like, mm. in, like, by, you know, using rest holds and... <laughs> it wasn't going to work against the opponent that he had. Yeah, but he had to do something. You know, the guy's a classic heel, so he's going to want to get that heel heat back, mm. you know, no matter what. And a lot of people don't understand that that's what he was doing. A lot of people see this as just a boring match. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, of the rest holds. That's... Trust me, if he wanted to go, he could go. But yeah, that's what he was trying to do. He mm. wanted you to start booing him. But it just, at that point, it was too late. It just was too late. So, um, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I really don't. And we knew what was going to happen here. We knew that Reigns was going to end up winning. And he did. You know, and it was it was out of nowhere. It was a nice little spot. You know, Reigns can wrestle. But it's just, he's so poorly booked. Is They've done so much damage to that character. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's any turning back. I don't feel like there's any way that they can rejuvenate, you know, his character where, you know, he'll be over again. 
you know, I feel like they just need to start over again. You know, he needs a fresh start. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it just, it it really, it does feel like, you know, we need to just go back to the chalkboard, you know, give the guy like a couple months off or something, fake an injury. (laughs) I feel bad for him. Mm -hmm. Because he knows, you know, I don't think he could be into this. No one wants to be, you know, I don't know. No one wants to be the number one guy in the company without the fanfare. And I feel like he he doesn't even have the amount of fans that, you know, that Cena had, you Mm -hmm. know, with the whole, you know, in-between thing. You know, where you'd have like, okay, you have all the women and children, you know, screaming for Cena. I don't feel like Reigns has even that, not to that (laughs) level. You know, it's just mostly everyone booing the crap out because he's just not as likable as Cena is. And he definitely doesn't seem like the kind of person that is okay would be okay with this. Like especially like um, just like getting his kind of character with the way he hangs out with Dean and everything else. Like what we've heard from him, just doesn't feel like. No, in all the interviews, he seems like a really awesome guy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and he seems like a locker room leader and everything. And I, I truly believe the guy can wrestle. I really do. I don't like how his matches are booked. I don't like all these giant spots, you know, um, you know, and just finisher after finisher. Um, I feel like that's just lazy booking, but I think that's more of, you know, a product of him having to face Lesnar over and over again, because that's basically mm-hmm. what Lesnar's matches are. Um, you know, like we've seen him have great matches. Um, but just this booking's just not doing me any favors. Like, this was just such a missed... Like, we wasted a whole year with this character and mm. this, like, rebuilding of this well, character. For, two years. For it to go... no, Yeah, pretty much. For it to go nowhere. And now, like... You know, is he still the number one contender for Brock's belt? You know, I, he lost uh, the Money in the Bank uh, qualifying match. But does anyone believe that he's not going to get another, another chance? Mm-hmm. You know, or are we just going to have him in a bout against Brock at Money in the Bank? Is that what's going to happen? Most likely, because, I mean, they still have the whole, it's controversial that Brock is the champion right now. Whatever. All right. Does it happen at Money in the Bank, or do they say, oh, well, Brock isn't going to wrestle with us in SummerSlam? And better yet, does anyone care? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is no. <laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, so I give this match... Two stars. Yeah, uh, two and a half. Yeah, yeah. Samoa put in work. Uh, Joe put in work. I mean, yeah, yeah. And like I said, it is what it is. It's I don't blame Reigns. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. WWE is just not doing for me right now. It really. I mean, and they have they have a great roster. They mm-hmm. have so much potential there. It's just, I feel like it's just booking. It's bad writing. It really is. Um, them not knowing to, you know, knowing what to do with all the toys that they have, you know. Because they've got some awesome wrestlers. Yeah. They just don't know how to book them right now. Um, so, yeah. Um, overall, I would give this pay-per-view two stars. Two out of five. Just felt like a waste. Yeah. Uh it felt like they had a pay-per-view just because they had to have a pay-per-view. So one and a half. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> the, really, the only thing that's elevating this is 
um, Nakamura and AJ because I really do feel like mm. they had a great match and um, Seth and Miz, you know, because that was my w- one of the best you know IC belt you know matches I've seen in a while. So um, and actually had me for a little bit believing can Miz actually win this, <laughs> you know, even though <laughs> I knew he wasn't. Um, so, but yeah, besides that, yeah. This whole card, you know, was the shits. So, <laughs> really. Oh, God. All right. So, and we, we got like a month and a half to Money in the Bank. So, hopefully yeah. they get us excited somehow again for the product. So. um, I mean, I'd like to see who wins Money in the Bank. Money, I like I like the concept of Money in the Bank. I do, too. I, I do, always too. Liked it. Um. Um, as long as the right, like, I like it when it's being carried by someone, like, you know, with a lot of potential who, you know, hasn't had the belt before, mm. you know, so it's a great way to make a new star, you know, when it's done right. So, um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, you know, who, right now, not knowing, you know, I mean, right now we have Finn, we have Braun, and then I'm not sure who got in on the SmackDown side. Um, because we didn't watch the whole show. We know Miz, the Miz, right? So there's gonna be eight competitors, mm-hmm. four from each show. Not knowing everyone who's gonna be in the match, who would you like to see walk away with the money in the bank? I would like to see Finn walk away with it. Yeah, Finn makes sense. I I typically like to see a heel with it, but. I think that'd be a great way for them to say, hey, we're still invested in him mm. and kind of get you excited for that, you know. you Because know, usually about 75% of the time, the person with the money in the bank ends up actually, you know, winning that title. So, um, although it'd be cool to see Joe with that and just that threat looming mm. of Joe with the money in the bank would be great. I could easily see him in this match because he doesn't have anything else to do right no, now. No, no. Oh, he would make perfect sense in this mm. match. Uh, but then I also wouldn't mind seeing like the Miz with it because he could do a lot with that. You know, play that I up. just don't feel like he needs it right now. He doesn't need it, but just him talking shit and like, mm. yeah, this is, this is guaranteed. I've done it before. You know, would be nice. And if anyone's going to like, you know, weasel his way into another title reign, it's the Miz. That'd be great. So... Um, and I do feel like he will eventually get another, you know, title run, um, you know, this year. So, you know, and have someone like AJ Styles lose to The Miz. <laughs> That'd be fun. So, and then eventually you could, you know, lead up to Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, you know, you know, the actual world title match, you know, which I feel like that's the money match right now on the SmackDown side. You know, that's the match everyone really wants to see. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yes. Everything about it, it will be fun. Yes, that's huge. Um, so, and that I, they know too. You can tell. Mm. You know, like I said, they've been kind of teasing and keeping those guys off screen. You know, together. So, um, but yeah, yeah. But overall, this pay per view was the shits. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something that wasn't the shits, Christian. Yes, we had a two day event with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Donataku. Donataku. All right. Let's talk highlights since it was two days. <laughs> <laughs> and it's already midnight. Yes. So. And a lot of what happened in day one were just kind of like they rehashed it in D2. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's all just kind of build up for, mm. you know, day two, really. Um, 
So, what do we have first? What's something that's staying out for you? Um, well, first I had uh, Cody Rhodes versus Coda. Uh, two at this point. Yes, and I really enjoyed this match. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, I feel like Cody's probably the best heel in the business right now. Um, and, he, God, he just doesn't want you to like him. And he doesn't <laughs> do anything to let you like him. Um, and this was a great match. This really was. Um, you know, I uh, Cody ended up going over. Mm-hmm. I love Cody's new finisher. It's just brutal and seems very dangerous. <laughs> what is it called? Uh, Din's Fire. Din's Fire. Um, a Kudo driver, right? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, this was a fun match. And I'm glad that these guys got to go at it. You had Cody, like, you know... Kissing his cheek in the middle of the match, you know, still like mm. teasing the whole like Kenny and him thing and that angle. And, you know, um, Don Callis like brought up the fact that like, it's like assault, man. What do you do? You know, so <laughs> I mean, just more heel heat. I was surprised Brandy wasn't there, but I don't know what, you know, because I love having Brandy on the outside. Mm. She's been great, you know, as his like valet or manager. So, um, but yeah, no, just, she wasn't there all weekend. So, yeah. And I don't know if she's doing Ring of Honor stuff or whatever, but. You know, just, you know, a really solid match, some great spots. Um, and I love that, you know, Cody went over because it feels like he hasn't been going over that much in New Japan, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, they don't book him the same way that they book him in Ring of Honor, but now it feels like they're kind of getting behind him. Um, so, and I, like I said, I feel like he's the best heel in the business right now. I really do. So, uh, what else do you got? Um, also from night one, uh, Kenny Omega went up against Hangman right after that, uh, beforehand getting attacked by Cody. Yes, which was cool. Mm. I like that too. I like that. And they they busted him open right away. Do you think that was a hard way? I'm not sure. (laughs) Because it was like the top of his head. Yeah. And he was bleeding the entire match. Yes. Like, I thought maybe it stopped, but then he would hit his head on the mat, blood all over Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's still. Yeah, he definitely uh... needed stitches after that. So. <laughs> you know, I definitely help having that like mm-hmm. bleach blonde hair that he's got rocking. He's <laughs> rocking right now. Um, but yeah, I it, this was another great match. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this. Um, Page man, I really this guy's got so much potential. I really, I mean, every time I see him, I feel like he's getting better and better in the ring. I mean, he's going against great opponents. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but you see, I mean. Just textbook moonsault that he hit, like, at one point. Like, I was like, wow, you can't get more, like, you know, like, this is what a moonsault's supposed to look like. Um, so you just really see so much there with Paige, and he's young. So, hmm. I mean, what better way to get all How this How old is Paige? I feel like he's in his mid-20s. Mid-20s? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, he really is, you know, got so much, just a, just a bright future mm. ahead of him. And what a great, like, learning tree to be under, you know, <laughs> all these guys, you know, in the lead and everything. So, um, yeah, uh, we saw Kenny going over with the one winked angel. Yeah. So, um, man, if he ever came to WWE, I would strip that move of Killian Dane right away <laughs> uh-huh, right yeah there's no way there's no way that's kind of i'd let him keep anything he wanted to at this point <laughs> yeah you know they wouldn't though <laughs> yeah, I know. truth be told 
All right. Um, what about uh, Lij um, and Suzuki? Did we ever decide was it Suzuki Gun or Suzuki Goon? I, again, I heard them say Goon on the show right, and with the they American went back announcers. And, yeah, they, I don't know. But the, even the American announcers went back and forth, yeah. I felt like. So is it Goon or Gun? If I you're like listening gun. to this show, <laughs> leave us a comment yes. so we can figure this out. Because we can't figure it out. We're not trying to be assholes. Yes. No, we're not. We're not. Because um, I really like them. You know, and... Uh, had new entrance music for uh, this today. Yes, this one. yes, I'm digging Suzuki Gooner Gun. So <laughs> they're one of my favorite factions right now, and they make sense mm. together. Like a lot of the New Japan factions don't really make sense, but they make sense. So they're just a bunch of killers, yes. you know. So, um, what did you think of this match? Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoy any time you throw Suzuki in a match, but when you have him getting spit on by um, Naito. It's you're getting chaos at that point. Um, we had Killer Elite Squad come out the second night as part of their team, and they bring another level of intensity that they didn't have the night before. I mean, you have Suzuki there; it's all the intensity you need. But when you have um, them just running house, this was a very short match too. It wasn't very long, but they were just beating everyone in sight. Yes. Yes, yes, and that's what I enjoy about them. They're just mm. like savages out there, just beating the shot, like you running into the crowd, and you know they just feel legitimately dangerous. So, um, but yeah, yeah, uh, Lij went over though. Yes, so I felt like it was rather quick. Like I was expecting more of a match. Mm. It was yeah. very short, you know. But it's night one, so I guess you know you're setting up night two. Well, no, no, this one was night two. Oh, was this night two? Yes. I'm sorry. Okay, I thought we were... Who did they fight night one? Didn't they have... Night their... one, it was it was still... It was the same two teams, but Killer Elite Squad wasn't Oh, there. okay. Okay, I was talking about night one. Okay, okay. night two's definitely the better of the matches, mm. so... Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed night two a lot more. I'm a little, like... Does it feel like they're kind of... Well, well let's talk about what happens after the match. And I'll bring up this point. Okay. So after the match, Naito's like kind of hanging out. He seems to be the last one out of the ring. He's walking down the ramp and all of a sudden he's attacked by a masked man. And, you know, he's getting this shit kicked out. And of course, the announcer's like, a fan's attacking him. You can tell no. me it's not a fan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so well, I hope security would be a little bit A fan who can really that. work is attacking him. Um, <laughs> Naito's bumping for him. So, but anyway... Um, gets in the ring, takes off the mask, and it's Chris Jericho. With a lot of eyeliner. With a lot of eyeliner <laughs> and a whole lot of green around his mouth trying to hide his identity. I don't know if that was in the crowd or whatever, but um, just a badass way to re-debut. And it's just crazy-ass Chris Jericho uh-huh. back in New Japan. Beating the shit out of young boys, <laughs> left to young lions. Oh my god! Um, you know, I mean, I felt so bad. That's <laughs> what those guys are there for, though. Um, and he opened up Naito like, like, I mean, he had the full crimson mask, you know, going. So, um, I was excited. I was excited because, I, you know, there was kind of speculation whether or not, you know, Jericho would return to New mm. Japan. There's rumors out there that the deal fell through. We saw him attack him at uh, New Year's 
Gash, I believe. Yeah. Um, which was literally in January, it was New Year's. Um, so it's been a while. So kind of, I was starting to lose hope, but I'm glad to see. I mean, I was fully like, oh, he's probably not coming back. Yeah, no, and I'm glad that he's back, you know, in the pictures. So now I am a little upset though that Suzuki is kind of, it seems like it's going to be out of the, you know, the picture for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure they'll find something for him to do, but... Yeah, it's not no. gonna be like a major storyline. No, because I mean, Naito, he still has the the icy belt, right? Mm-hmm. Even though he's not walking around with it. Right. <laughs> I like... love the way that they do it too. When he comes out, they immediately pan into his um, waist uh, no to show that there. he has no title, even though he's the champ, right? And I like his reasoning. It's like I feel like the New Japan has too many titles. <laughs> I wish someone would do that in WWE. <laughs> um. But, that belt's way cooler than the Never Open Way title. Yes. Oh, yes, I agree, 100%. But that's just, it fits his character, right? So, yeah. So, um, but, yeah. And this is going to be at uh, Dominion. Yes. They're going to end up wrestling. So, Dominion's shaping up to be quite the card, you know? So, I'm really excited to have Jericho back. I'm glad that it's this version of Jericho. Um, you know, we just saw Jericho this like two weeks ago at the greatest Royal Rumble and it was, you know, full WWE babyface Jericho, you know, um, scarves and all. But, you know, this was, you know, back to New Japan Jericho. So, which is just awesome to see. The guy can't do any wrong right now. Um, and I feel like they can really put on an awesome match. Mm. So, um, but yeah. All right. What, what else do you got here? Uh, Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. This was fun, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I thought the finish came quickly. Um, it was shorter than I would have hoped. Um, they played around a lot, with, especially with Marty Scroll going up against um, Bad Luck Folly. <laughs> trying to slam him. Yeah. Because he worked that whole angle the first night, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that, but I didn't expect that to be the finish, though, <laughs> where Folly just falls on him and pins him. Um, what did you think about... I think it was more about... You know, Cody and Kenny, like, fighting each other outside the ring. And, well, it seemed like they really wanted to give him that moment. Because yeah. it was the five-year anniversary of the Bullet Club, you know, coming together. So then you get the moment of them kind of, like, both sides. You know, Team Cody, Team Kenny kind of mending fences. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Kenny chases off Cody. So you've got the rest of the club together. And they all kind of, you know, two-sweet each other in the ring. Now, the announcers, I don't know. Did you, what announcement did you listen to? I, I got all English this time. Okay, so it seemed like the announcers were trying to like, you know, oh, are, you know, have they mended fences? You know, does this mean, you know, it's water on the bridge? Like they were trying to say like, okay, you know, now maybe the whole civil war between the Bullet Club is done. And it's just, you know, more about like, you know, Kenny and, you know, Cody. Um, you know, I feel that that'd be a weak end to the storyline. You know, I, I want to see more. Mm. You know, I, I like I don't the... feel like there's resolution for like, you know, Hangman or like the Young Bucks still. Um, so and I don't I don't feel like I feel like you're going to still be getting that, you mm. know, aspect of the angle. I mean, they've all the other members haven't had the issues, of course, that, you know, it hasn't been like true, like. This is a team, and this is a team. It's been like, 
These are the matches that were booked in. So yeah. that we're just like, because they, yeah, even night one, they like, you know, the Young Bucks and G.O.D. like, you know, shook hands and everything like that. Um, so it does feel like, yeah, you know, we're still, although I love like Marty attacking night one when he attacks uh, Bad Luck in, from behind mm-hmm. in the beginning. And then, you know, he goes to run tag like the Young Bucks and they like all jump down from the apron. Like, no, you're on your own. You know, Marty's just gold, man. Mm. He really is. Well, they did that at night two as well. Yeah, yeah, they did. Summer's just more people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, this was fun. It really was. It wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting like just more like heat between mm. you know the two sides. But I mean, you're right. It's more about Cody and Kenny. But mm. until we see like the young bucks like really mend fences with Kenny. You know, I don't feel like that storyline is done with. Yeah. So I could be wrong. We'll see. You know, I, I'm guessing all in. That's what I'm guessing is going to be really, you know, the final chapter to everything. You know, elite. It'll, everything will be all in. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, is that, and that, we don't have the full card or anything for that yet. No. So maybe they'll make an announcement at the press conference. We'll see. All right. So that's coming up, right? Yeah. When is, what is that? Uh, it's thir- the 13th. The 13th, uh, 10 okay. o'clock in the morning. And Christian will be there. Yeah, I'm not going to sleep Saturday night, <laughs> which will be fun. So hopefully, and maybe they'll actually let you shoot something? I mean, if, sure. You know? They can't take my phone away, right? So do you think you're, well, they could. Um, do you, do you, they, they're just letting fans in? Basically? They, the first 50 fans that show up at the, um, I should be telling people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The first 50 fans that show up at the uh, one-hour tees, pretty much, before like they get there, they will let it. All right. Just you better get some footage. <laughs> <laughs> I will try my damn hardest. I'll be home sleeping, but I you know. better get us some footage, damn it, Christian. Um, I'm taking Monday off so I can sleep. Hey, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> so maybe they'll announce that card more. Mm-hmm. there because i don't think there's any real matches announced yet we know who's going to be there you know at least a lot like okada's going to be there the young bucks obviously cody mm-hmm. um omega but they haven't announced like any actual matches and they did announce that the tickets will go on sale that day before oh okay Friday, so wow i'm curious to see like how well they sell you know i feel like it's going to be a sellout i feel mm-hmm. like they're going to get that sellout think they're going to get it rather quickly i could be wrong but i feel like they're going to get that sell out really rather quickly um which is huge for them mm-hmm. you know for them to just be like throwing this event on their own um you know and to get a sell because it's a, i think it's a ten thousand seater at least so um well we're a big town and we're yes come, and there's so. rabid wrestling fans and i think people will come from around the country too um you know to see this event so especially when you get like Okada on the car and Omega and everything, it's not like we get to see them every weekend mm-hmm. or anything. So that's gonna be huge. That's gonna be huge. Um, just for I feel like wrestling in general, you know. So, um, all right. What else do we got? Uh, next was my favorite match of the card: uh, Will Osprey versus Kushida. Yeah, man. Osprey just steals the show, right? Uh, I haven't always been a huge Osprey fan. Um, I was always more on Ricochet's side and was like more following his career. Uh, but 
man, Osprey pulled a match I couldn't believe. Yes, and you know, I love how much Osprey like sells mm. because that's always been like you know. <laughs> The old time wrestling fan, the you know the salty you know um, wrestling fan, like all oh, these guys, it's just high spot after high spot. No one sells anything. Mm. That's bullshit. Osprey fucking sells, man. I mean, to the point of annoyance at times, <laughs> but he sells. That guy is moaning and crying out there. I mean, he makes things look legit. You know, as ridiculous as that sounds, mm-hmm. since he's doing like three backflips in a row or whatever, you know, he's doing out there. At least he sounds like he's in pure agony. Yes. Doing it. At all times, you know. Um, I The announced team did a great job of getting over how banged up Osprey is, too. And I think that was that brought a lot to this match. Um, they just kept on saying, like, he shouldn't even be here. He should be in the hospital right now. You know, mm-hmm. I can't believe he's wrestling at this, like, caliber. Um, you know, so they did a really good job at selling that. So, um, but yeah, this was, this was a really fun match and, you know, these junior heavyweight matches are just stealing the card, mm-hmm. you know, for New Japan, you know, and um, that's not taking anything away from the rest of the card, you know, um, but these matches have been a highlight for me, yeah. you know, every, 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 um, you know, event. So, and even though that Osprey is more of a heel character nowadays, mm-hmm. he was definitely still getting sympathy from fans, especially with the way he was selling. So, like, I know he's supposed to be healed, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like the crowd is behind him. And, mm. you know, I don't, like, he's not doing anything in the ring that's too, like, heelish, you know? Mm. So, I mean, I see what because he's with Chaos and everything. Well, but... and is a huge face. Yes. Over in New Japan. Yes, and he's fucking, like, let's not, like, not <laughs> mention Kushida, because goddamn, you know, <laughs> that guy's awesome. Um, but... God, it really feels like they're fully behind Osprey right mm. now. Like, New Japan sees what they have in him. Um, and it, it feels like they're going to book him, you know, like a huge, like, superstar. So, um, yeah. Uh, and that Stormbreaker finisher is just insane. Absolutely. Insane. <laughs> I don't even know how you describe it. Because I was just trying to describe that to you before you rewatched yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's crazy. And that, like, that's, a, that's definitely, it takes two to dance. Because <laughs> <laughs> to pull that move off. Especially, like, over your shoulder into a spinning arcade. Yes, to it's take just... that move as a feat. Like, that's, yeah, wow. That takes a lot. It's a beautiful looking move. It really is. And you can't explain it. You really can't. No. Not you can't do it justice at least. So, um, but yes, once again, you know, he steals the show. Were you surprised that Osprey went over? Um, I actually was. I thought Kushida, the way that they were talking about him before the match, uh, they presented it, the way they were like, Oh, his mom, you know, filmed the tape that we're seeing now and she's here in the crowd to watch the match and I know how big Kushida is over in New Japan. I mean, he went over Hiramu and it was like a huge deal back then because mm-hmm. uh hero had the title it was great and like um right yeah i'm thinking the right match he had the title um lij was all over the place they were huge at the time but Kushida always had the fan base mm-hmm. they were always really behind him yeah yeah no i mean so i mean this was a big win for him um he wanted to prove that it wasn't just a fluke the first time that he won mm-hmm. so i like that whole angle 
Um, it seems like he's trying, like he's on a mission right now to prove that he's the best, you know, in this weight class. So where do you think, and oh, well, let's talk about what happens after the match. So Osprey goes over um, with the Stormbreaker, and then Tamatanga comes out. Yeah. You know, and we get the Bone Soldier music, um, you know, they've been, they, they've been teasing both nights. And I don't know if they've been teasing on other shows, too. Um, but the last, you know, two nights they've been teasing the whole return of the Bone Soldier, mm. which was Captain New Japan, and then he turned heel and joined the Bullet Club. So yeah. it's kind of like, what the hell's going on? But yeah, uh, Tamatanga comes out and introduces the Bone Soldier, who attacks Osprey. Yeah, Taji Ishimori. Yes, who I don't know much about. I know he was in TNA for a short mm. while. I know people were really excited about him. Um, he's got, got a great look. Um, I'll need to see him in the ring. Yes, exactly. So, um, but the way that people are reacting and like how excited everyone is, I'm sure, you know, this is going to be who Osprey's facing mm-hmm. next. Um, you know, maybe a Dominion. So Dominion's Wasn't like really, yeah. And Dominion's really like looking like mm-hmm. it's going to be a huge card. So when, it, when is Dominion? Is uh, that- June 6th. So that's like, that's soon. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Full month away. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, this looks like it's going to be the big one of the summer. Yes, absolutely. Though they have Super Junior coming up as well. Yeah. Which will be another big tournament for them. And then they have G1 during the summer. I think, is that August? It starts, yeah, that's, that goes for a while, too. Mm-hmm. So, I think it starts in August, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of awesome wrestling coming our way. So, all right. And then, I'm sure, next you're going to talk about Okada and uh, Tanahashi. Yes. Uh, the streak has officially been broken for Tanahashi's uh, title. You know, if anyone, <laughs> yeah, and if anyone was going to beat Okada, I thought it would be like Tanahashi mm-hmm. in this match. You know, the kind of the build that they had for it. I enjoyed the um, storyline wise how they're kind of talking about how, like, no matter like how great Okada is, he'll never be as over as Tanahashi is with the fans, mm-hmm. and it really irks Okada. I liked that storyline wise. Um, you know, the match was, you know, as good as we thought it would be. You know, I mean, these guys both can go. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great match. Um, but for me, you know, it was really about what happens at the end. You know, after the match. Mm-hmm. You know, because we knew it was going to be a classic. And we knew that was going to be great. You know, but... Yeah, and I, I I, mean, I know I was saying Okada was going to win because they wanted to get him past that, that I just mark. didn't know where they would go with Okada afterwards and we got our answer mm. you know right after this I but, love that about New Japan by the way where the challenger is automatically just set at the same show yeah almost every time yeah and it's like that's the tradition mm-hmm. you know and you don't fuck with the tradition so that's cool you know you don't have to wait for Raw the next night or you know yeah to multiple Raws <laughs> yeah and horrible storylines to figure out what the hell's going on because mm-hmm. they're just making this shit up as they go along so um, it, it seems like it's well thought out, at least. Um, but yeah, so like, my thing is with Okada, like, I feel like you've you've seen his matches. Like, if you see, like, like, 
not that he's predictable, but I feel like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just bored with him at this point, you know? And that sounds horrible because he's fantastic mm. in the ring. But it's just, he isn't doing anything to surprise me. You know, mm. like anything. Like, I don't feel like, I feel like this match isn't going to stand. Like, it was a great match, but I don't feel like it's going to stand out to me. Um, and I don't know if I've just, I, I don't know if it's just the booking of him right now where, it, like, you know he is going to win. Um, if that's hurting it. You know, I don't know if it's like almost like, you know, Lesnar booking. <laughs> I mean, he's not putting on Lesnar matches. But no, absolutely out. not. By no means. But just knowing the finish, hmm. I feel like takes away from the match. So. Well, then that leads to what happens afterwards, which is what leads us to speculating what is the finish. Yeah. But uh, what happened afterwards, of course. Um, he states in the ring that, you know, he's officially, you know, he's beaten the streak of Tanahashi's and there's only one blemish that's kind of in his career right now. And that's the draw and tie that he has with Kenny Omega. So yes. he calls out Kenny Omega. And Omega Huge moment. And I didn't see <laughs> this coming at all, right? I No. I'm like, I'm so like, he's so knee deep in this whole thing with Cody you know, they're not going to do anything with it. I, and I didn't know who Okada was going to face next. Yeah. You know, there was speculation where... It well, that's why I thought Tanahashi might actually win, because I didn't mm-hmm. know where Okada was going. Um, there was rumors that it was going to be... Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, it's not Slipknot. It's... Uh, Jay White. What's his... Sling Blade or whatever. Switchblade. Do it. I was like, what are you doing? Christian's literally doing the motion across his throat right now. It's like the Undertaker? No. <laughs> That's what Switchblade has been doing when That'd it comes out. That'd be huge. Jeez. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But um, uh, <laughs> both of them trying to do um, tombstones the entire time. Oh, the old man would last maybe five minutes tops in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I have to remember that he can't go anymore. No. But, no, um, but yeah. I mean, there'd be a huge get for New Japan now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just didn't see like, yeah, I, I could see maybe, yeah, why it would be Jay White and that would make sense. And with him joining chaos and everything, he just feels like it's a little too soon. Well, they're, it seems that they're playing this. And I'm not, I, I just don't get Jay White. Yeah. You know, I feel like he puts on good matches. Like he even time. comes out separately from chaos when they do the whole, like everyone's coming out for the faction. Oh really? Yeah, okay. he comes out with his own entrance and stuff, but it feels like he doesn't, he doesn't like gel with his team. So we're eventually gonna get there. Yeah. Okay. But no, it's way too soon for him to be yes. going after the heavy yes. title. Um, it's just like even the announcers during that, right? uh, his match um, on night one were saying this, and he's like, got the U.S. belt, right? Yes. Okay. okay. They were saying like, oh, he's going to go. He said he will challenge Okada one day. Yeah. He's like, okay. Hopefully not anytime soon. Not your leader of your your faction. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't. Anyway, yeah. Back to Kenny here. Do, are, are you a big Are you a big Jay White fan? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Get I'm it. not there yet. So okay, yes. Anyway, I Kenny, can see potential, but I, I'm not there. Yes, you know, I see I'm, potential. I definitely see potential. But anyway, I I won't shit on Jay White <laughs> for like the fourth episode in a row, but. Uh, um, but yeah, so Kenny comes out, accepts the challenge. Mm. Not only that, two out of three falls match, 
with no time Because Okada at first says no time limits, and then Kenny throws in the two out of three falls. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Like, so I could see them are... doing a two-hour match, no problem. <laughs> right? Could they go there? Uh, I think that would be insane. I could see them doing nine, 90 minutes. It's you going to go over an hour. Because you can't have quick falls. No one's going to buy no. it. So Not from those two. Yeah. Yeah. You've got it. God, where does this end up? You know, I mean... So you're hoping that Kenny ends up walking away with the belt. My hope... <laughs> Me too. Is Don't for get... Kenny. That's where my yeah. heart is. But the way that they presented it, especially the way he was on the mic, what he stated was... This is the only thing that is on my career that hasn't been accomplished. Is beating Kenny Omega full on. Being the winner of this like bout. These matches. So that's that's another streak for him to get over. How much are they going to give that guy though? Like where he's just, alright, well I'm done. I can retire now. If but... you do that, the way I see them going when if they did that, is that then it would be Naito. I think that would that's the only reasonable answer, so storyline wise, because I, I both of us see him defeating Jericho. Yeah, I don't think you know. Well, I guess he could. Jericho could. Like it depends on what Jericho sign. Jericho could go over, and then Naito beats him. You know, um, down the line. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, really, God, I just, I really want Kennedy to get the belt. I really mm-hmm. do. I think. You know, that would add so much. Well, like what I was um, telling you earlier today, this plays a lot of parallels to Kenny's, like, turn to the team, like, becoming part of the Bullet Club, was they originally put him out to go after the junior titles. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've just done with Bone Soldier, and then they have someone going after the um, world title. Does Kenny lose And the, the tag titles. Does Kenny lose the match to Okada, and then Bullet Club fully turns on him? I mean, that's a possibility. Because that's something... Didn't that happen to Styles? Did Styles lose to Okada, and then they turned on him? Well, that was way after he won the title. Yeah, but... Right now, I just don't see... I just have a hard time seeing... Like, I would love for Kenny to win the belt. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time seeing them letting Kenny carry that belt. Um, and I hope I'm wrong. Just with the way that they booked Okada, it just seems... It just seems like, you know, he's unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could definitely see, like, Jay White, you know, being the program that they're really leading to. Or, you know, Naito. Like, I could see that happening before Kenny gets that belt. Because I feel like Kenny's fully in the whole, like, you know, Golden Lovers angle. And, you know, the whole, you know, Cody versus Kenny things mm-hmm. going on right now. Like, he's got a lot of other things on his plate. I mean, it'd be great to bring the belt to that whole aspect, but, you know, in that whole angle, but I just don't see them doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, and this could be another case where Cody will interfere in this match. Oh, absolutely. I feel like that's definitely going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, at least for one of the falls. Um, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely feel like, you know, and like Okada, they're not done. No, and they so, have a deep-rooted story with one another. You know, so, I mean, do you have that happening? Like, is that going to be Wrestle Kingdom? 
you know, this year? Is that what, you know, we're going to get? Like, are we going to get, like, you know, Mayu winning, you know, G1? I mean, they've done that before. Yeah. I could definitely see that. And he's still probably the most over guy, right, Mm -hmm. in the company. So, yeah. And I'd be be fine with that, honestly. Because, I mean, I still, regardless of who wins here, um, I feel like it's going to be fucking classic mm. i don't have any other reason to believe otherwise <laughs> so um but yeah i'm just excited it's happening again because i really i just did not see this coming at all mm. you know it's totally out of left field so um so they're tied 2-2 two, two? or no, oh, no there's a both draw have a win and then there's a draw right yes yeah they have a, he has a win over yes because there's a time a limit match. draw that's right so kenny has a win Okada won the first one, Kenny won the third, and the, the second one was a draw. So, all right. Yeah, so this would definitely do it. This would be the... De- God, I hope Kenny wins. I really do. <laughs> I really do. He's meant so much for that company. Mm-hmm. I mean, he definitely deserves to be walking around with that belt. Just for a short while. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if he goes into Wrestle Kingdom with it, but it'd just be nice to see him have the belt for a little bit. So Nice to see him show up at All In with oh, that with the belt. Yeah. Oh, and face Okada. <laughs> Okada or Ken or Cody. Yeah. Okada's gonna be on the card. Yeah. So I mean you wanna guarantee, you know, asses and seats. Get Okada versus Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely gonna put asses in the seats. Especially with Okada chasing that that uh-huh. character. Oh, oh wow. my god. Yeah. And it'll be like a homecoming for Kenny too. Mm-hmm. So that would be yeah. Well, no, Kenny Kenny's from Canada, right? Yeah, but him. No, I'm that just saying. Um, yeah. in general, I was. Trying He's to not from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you see people like hoping that like CM Punk shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll never happen. It's same people who are hoping that CM Punk shows up to like Money in the Bank since it's in Chicago. So he could do an appearance though. It's not for Vince. Outside? I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Really? <laughs> I mean, he, he's got it. a UFC it, match coming up. Come on, it's in June though. Yeah. So it'll be after the UFC match. He might be retired from UFC at that point. <laughs> I he hope. can come and wave. They've got plenty of money to give him. They've got plenty of t-shirt money to throw around right now. God. They got pops. Did you see that? Of what? But they got Funko Pops. Of CM Punk right now? No. Oh, no, okay. CM Punk. So of course they've seen Of fucking uh, the Young Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's like, Are I they selling them in three packs? Uh, I believe there's a bundle because they have, they've got the Young Bucks, of course, are together. And then I think you can get Omega as like a bundle thing, but I don't know if it's like, but then there's also Cody too. So you'll have them all. (laughs) I'll have them all. (laughs) I'm not a huge Funko Pop fan. I wasn't. <laughs> now look around you, my friend. <laughs> I don't need to look around. <laughs> They're slowly invading. Mm. Slowly invading. So, but yeah, no. Uh but yeah, great event. Great event. Once again. I think we say that pretty much at the end <laughs> of every episode where we review a new Japan event. They don't I, disappoint. I'll tell you, this was more along the lines of a four star event for me. Than a five star event. Mm. Okay, well that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't expect them all to be five stars, mm. so I'm okay with that. And God, you know, just talk about the other side of the spectrum. You know, from backlash to this. Yeah. 
Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, WWE like chose the wrong weekend to put on a stinker because mm. this just made them look so bad. Not that they care. You know, not that the cat They're not thinking about knows, it. Yeah. But, God, you know, just New Japan just looks more and more attractive. Like, you know, when you have... If they get like on this. their marketing for the U.S. better and they start, like, um, presenting it to a U.S. market in a better way, like, because I doubt many casual wrestling fans know about their, like... I think they'll attract a lot more of, like, a hardcore audience. I yeah. feel like they could, you know, um... You know, do I feel like they'll ever be, like, true competition to, like, WWE in the U.S.? No. But um, they could definitely get... I mean, they already do have a decent, you know, fan base Mm -hmm. here. Um, It's just untapped. You know, I feel like they could be running shows, you know, a lot more times a year. Because I think they're, they're coming back this... Is it this summer? They're coming back? They're, they got another show coming up in California. Either in well, the fall. What, is it what, G1 USA or what? It's something, yeah. It's something. It's it's in California, I believe. So they did, they announced at the last event that they're doing and they're going to be back. So, I mean, so that's two mm-hmm. at least. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we start getting, you know, at least, you know, five or six events a year. Um, you know, I. it's just hard, you know, Americans are gonna you know the language barrier and everything mm-hmm. like that it's definitely gonna hurt them you know so you know it is what it is but you know if you're a hardcore wrestling fan there's no reason why you shouldn't be watching new japan mm. right now i mean if you really really are a true wrestling fan and you're not watching new japan you're missing out does um does new japan have a hall of fame i'm sure they have something mm. yeah i'm sure they do so why? Why oh, do you ask? They have stars that deserve to be in it. In the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Now, another question. Is there any New Japan stars that are in the WWE's Hall of Fame? Because I know there are some Japanese wrestlers who are in the WWE's I'm Hall not of sure. Fame. But I don't know if there are any like New Japan um, mm. wrestlers. So, um, I'd be curious to see that. But, yeah. 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 I mean, it's just it's a great product. So, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, check it out. You know, I don't know why you'd be listening to us right now if you haven't already. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? Well, some people are just interested. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Curiosity. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> I'd, I like to think we're talking to someone. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Yes. We have some shout outs, huh? We do have some shout outs. Uh, first, One Giant Leap for Geeks. Awesome name. Um, each week we give our comedic take on all things geek culture from movies, games, anime, TV shows, comics, and more. Listen to our episodes. Uh, check them out. Follow them at, uh, Giant Leap for Geeks on Twitter. Um, and then next we have Ghost Rider Podcast. Um, follow them at InnerDemonsGR on Twitter. Uh, Inner Demons, the podcast dedicated to Marvel Comics Ghost Rider. Find us at vengeanceunbound.blogspot.com uh, or via iTunes and Stitcher. Um, 
these guys actually we uh, reviewed Doctor Strange, uh, Damnation yeah. Four, and I think we asked a question about some of the Ghost Riders. Like I, I didn't recognize half of them, <laughs> or like seventy five percent of them. And these guys actually listened, and then they actually put together like a little chart of who was who and everything, which is awesome. Yes. So um, I'm a huge fan of you know Danny Ketch Ghost Rider from the nineties. So this is a podcast I will definitely be checking out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you love Ghost Rider, this is the podcast for you. Uh, last but not least, our good friend Nick has a brand new podcast, St. Paul Filmcast, uh, a film podcast that critiques classic and modern films from St. Paul with Nick from Nick and Vince, um, which is another great podcast that you should be listening to. Um but they had their debut episode this past week, and they talked about Gone with the Wind. So yes. just, I mean, great in-depth critiques coming from different angles that you would never think of. And a lot of, like, you know, just, you know, the history behind the films, which just, they go really in-depth, which I love as, you know, a, a film fan. Mm-hmm. So um, give them a listen. All right. And then uh, make sure that you listen to all of our previous episodes, which you can find on iTunes. You can find on Podbean. You can find on Stitcher. You can find on Spotify now. That's right, bitches. We're on Spotify, <laughs> finally. Hell, just Google our name. I'm sure there's a pod service that we are on that you can enjoy. Things us. we don't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. Yes. Uh, look out for some interesting stuff coming out this weekend. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, you're probably enjoying our house band right now. Them guilty, guilty aces. aces. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we said that in stereo. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they do a lot of good shows in the Chicago area. If you're around, check them out. Uh, they Local have a, rockabilly band. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, EP on their website right now. They do. They mm-hmm. do. And they have a video, a new video that they just put out on uh, YouTube. Yes. And they have a new album uh, dropping this summer. Oh, crazy. I didn't know about them. Wow. Yeah. So uh, give them a listen if you like what you're hearing right now. Exactly. Um, that's about it. Uh, make sure that you keep listening to us on 12 Out Sports Radio and whatever else you like. Right? That's Here, right. This is Christian. This is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. See ya. <laughs>